Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast. We're listening to episode 24 here. This is show 137. Good times all around. Tonight, we're going to do something that our audience has been asking us to do for a long time, and that's really dive deep, do a dive, you know, real deep dive into Dynasty Leagues, and we've got a special guest with us here uh, for this podcast. He's been on a few shows with us before, um, but we've got Charlie Don't Surf in the mix to talk about it. As usual, to my left, i got Houdini. Across the way from me, i got Dogmatica. I'm D-Rex. My voice is a little disheveled. We are Pyromaniac.com, and we're excited to really get into uh, a nice groove with a topic that I'm not so well-versed on, as you guys know from a couple shows ago, where me and uh, Houdini kind of did a a dynasty draft, uh, a dynasty primer. Uh, But I'll facilitate questions. There's a lot of fantasy stuff that happens in general, and uh, we're going to have a great discussion because Charlie Don't Surf is one of the very well-versed people in this and has some of the craziest leagues you'll ever imagine. I'll just say about Charlie, just so that people know, I've been involved in these leagues since 2004. He's the reason why I'm involved in these leagues. Uh, He got me into my first uh, Dynasty League, and... uh, and then it just ballooned from there, and I think we are in, what, four leagues together total? Or? I think that's right. <laughs> so there you go. And, 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 and they're still friends. Who yeah. yeah. needs loses some friends in some leagues? Well, no, just relatives. Guy. Just relatives. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Let's not get nutty. And that league that you are talking about right there, that gigantic dynasty league that's been going on for 20 20 years? Well, the baseball league that Dog and I have been... Dog and I were in a dynasty baseball league that was a template for the football league 20 years... Yeah, 20... Mm-hmm. What, 22 yeah, years 20, ago? Yeah, at least, yeah. 20, 22 years ago. Wow. Then I was in that football league with... Uh, with TC, yeah, I, don't know, I can't remember. What's his moniker? What would we use for He's TC? the White Rabbit. Oh, yeah, well, that's right. White Rabbit. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I was I was in with him for a few years in that league. I'm right. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, oh God, because I picked up some great guys. Dude, who's the best defensive player? Got grab Polamalu. Grab Polamalu. <laughs> that was a good one. I'll tell you that. Anyway, I, I was wondering, D-Rex, why is your voice so disheveled? Man? I've been screaming and partying in Vegas for about four or five days, and yeah, that's what happens. I went and saw a concert. I, probably one of the best. Three days of my life. Saturday was just not so. Vegas was great times, but it's coming back slowly because I just was talking and, you know, I just let loose for literally about four, maybe five days there. I heard you had uh, some pretty stellar seats for your Nine Inch Nails uh, yeah. Soundgarden show and your, your Irish friend abandoned after about four songs. You sure did. We had second row <laughs> center for Soundgarden and uh, Nine Inch Nails. It was ridiculous. I walked by McNam like, yeah, we were always, he's like, how do you like this shit? And before that, even I was like, "Who is this? Who is this?" I'm like, "It's Soundgarden. You should probably just go gamble in the casino." Right. He was asking who it was. He had, he had like legions of fans behind him that would kill their girlfriends to get these seats. And this guy's right there, like, uh, "What are we doing here? Where am I?" Uh, uh, yeah, that was good. If yeah, I, I posted something on Facebook about it. If you, um, they're here this weekend actually in Chicago. But if you're a fan of Nine Inch Nails or Soundgarden, which I'm sure many of you are, and that tour comes through your town, check it out because they are both. I mean, the, the fact that Chris Cornell can still hit those notes, I mean, he has got the best scream ever, and his voice is completely, I'm saying, completely intact. You know, Jane's Addiction, my favorite band in the world, Perry's voice, probably my favorite voice of all time. He's 55 years old. You know, you go see him, he's still got that energy. The band's tight as hell. It's an amazing experience, Jane's oh, yeah. Addiction today. But he's, 
His voice isn't what it was. Chris Cornell is hitting everything the exact same from when he recorded the shit 20, 25 years ago. Jesus. It's unbelievable. It's I, unbelievable. I saw Cornell about seven years ago at Shuba's. Yeah. Acoustic oh, my God. Show. Yeah, it was... I mean, he was he was amazing. Yeah, it's a small bar here in Chicago, people. We're talking yeah. like 150 people max at the. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, he's wow. he's a he's the real thing. Oh my god, yeah. that, that voice is un, 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 unequaled. So good times. Well, you know, I think um, any anything you guys want. Looks like you know there was a little bit of a scare. It's kind of nice. People are reporting today, so we can talk about quickly. You know, go through some stories that are happening around the NFL right now. Big one. Sorry, uh, Stag Party. Stag Party came up with a big idea either last night or earlier this morning to do a big do you get paid if you hold out kind of piece. And then uh, right when he's done with it, uh, Charles signed in. Two year extension. $18 million <laughs> in new money. Yeah. So, uh, he, it was going to go into the ramifications on, on your next fantasy year and how it ends up usually screwing you. I think Marshall Falk kicked that one to the curb when he was playing, but he was such a stud, it didn't matter that he held out, but everybody else had a down year. When they try and hold out of it, most players do. You miss some training camp and stuff, and it's a fucking you. But luckily, Charles got into camp there. Andre Johnson's going to report probably. Uh, Vernon Davis reported, so. which is huge. I don't, yeah. I, I, that was I, a big surprise, was Vernon Davis, him. that he came because he stayed out of uh, off-season uh, mandatory off-season uh, workouts and. Uh, he's vying for a new contract as well. Yet he showed up on day one. How much money did he lose? You wonder for uh, not going to those probably like forty grand or something like that. Probably like ten grand a day or something like that. Yeah, it is. those, those well, ones. I don't think you really get fined. No, I don't think you can get fined on that stuff until no, no, until no, no they, they have mandatory ones. There's, there's. Oh, they have the mandatory yeah, mini camp. The right. voluntary right. one, you can't no, get you the OTAs. Uh, right. right, mini camp. You that's mandatory. Right. Well, we also got other news. Uh, Sidney Rice uh, once uh, when he had when he had Brett Favre in Minnesota looked like a promising, promising player. I mean, he had a huge season that year. Uh, it was like eighty-one catches, like thirteen hundred some yards, and like nine or ten touchdowns. I mean, it was a big, big year. Retired today. Um, um, the Seahawks. Uh, any any other stories that are that are hot right now? Yeah, I, I, Kyle Orton was all set to report to Cowboys camp and found out he was cut. And that he, he got his money then. He gets that money because well, yeah, they did, not, they did that, not go back after him. Over, I actually saw the press conference with Jerry Jones. So of with course, Jerry, Jerry's there. Well, so it was the first. I got this because right. it was there. Uh, well, no, no, it wasn't just about that. It was the first day they are opening their uh, training camp as well today. So he met the media with Jason Garrett, and they're asking him about Kyle Orton. He's like, "Well, you know, all along Kyle was telling us that he was going to retire. Um, so you know, we didn't feel it was necessary to cut him or to do any type of a move because." There was no reason to do it before then because he was going to retire. And then they're saying, well, aren't you worried that you don't have a quality backup? And something that Dogmatica has been pointing at, you know, as we, and, and I believe as well, as you look at the potential for injury for Romo. And he said, the fact is, we thought he was going to retire. Then he told us he wasn't going to retire. So then we, at that point in time, based on the time frame of whatever. Because we had uh, already gotten Whedon. We already had the backup. Well, it was based on Orton's the date, too, of, of when they have certain things that, are, that have to be done in procedural order. Which is it's interesting that we talk about this as we're going to get into Dynasty Leagues here. So uh, based on that, that's why they had to cut him. And then they asked him, well... Since, you know, because he didn't show up to any of their off-season workouts or whatever. And Jerry made the case of, 
We're getting rid of him because he wasn't a part of anything that we had done. You know, we were happy with him for the two years of service that he gave us here. But since he didn't come to any of this stuff, uh, we figured and with that price tag that he has, we can use that money and allocate it on uh, other players elsewhere. And, they're, yeah, I mean, they are implementing a new system and everything. And if you're not there, whether you're a veteran or not, I'm sure Orton could have picked it up. But I mean, it, does, it does make a difference. Plus, with all the service that he did put in for them, and sitting there with a clipboard for you know quite some time, and actually doing well when he did come in, they felt like they he was going to have to pay back a lot of money at some point. So what they did is they actually had it; they made it so he didn't have to pay back that money. He got to keep that money. Yeah. But now Orton's saying that he still does want to play. Right. He'll probably right. hook on with the team sometime late. I mean, but, you know. But, but he probably didn't. He had like a ten million dollar a year contract. I mean, he was one of the highest paid backups. Well, the big part, the big much, it wasn't that much. High. But the the big question was, were they going to ask for any of his signing bonus back? Yes. Yeah. Right, and, which was and, five million. Yeah. I think they were talking about. Yeah, that's right. what they wanted back. Like, yeah, three points. Because because he's going to potentially something. sign with another. So team. he basically so. just he just he basically said, yeah, I'm going to play, and they're like, no, we don't really want you just to get that keep you know, keep that signing bonus money. Yeah, he got him good. He's, well, he's going to be making out pretty well. He got to keep all that money, right. and he's going to sign out with another team, get another contract. He's you know, no worse for wear. He's like Josh Freeman of last year, pretty much. Getting just getting everyone throwing money yeah. at you. Uh, yeah. is, is, he, is he anywhere this year? No, I don't know. Is he out of the league? Freeman, Freeman? was somewhere and, no, was he was, he and then cut. was cut. So I'm trying to think of where he was. Was yeah, he Minnesota? No, he's... Did he go to Minnesota? Yeah, he, did. he got oh, cut. He that was Minnesota where he was went one to. other place after that. that. Uh, he quickly got cut. Ravens? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. Right, it was after Minnesota. He but anyway, so he he's been a free agent, and the Bears looked at him. A lot of people looked at him. I don't think he's caught on anyway. Giants. Giants. There you go. Giants. Because someone was talking about Eli and yeah. mentioned Freeman. That's what it was. Right. Good. Well, do you think we should... Uh, let's get into this stuff. All right. Sounds good. Between the years when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of when shining kingdoms lay spread across the world. Hither came Conan, the Cimmerian, sword in hand. It is I, his chronicler, who knows well his saga. Now, let me tell you of the days of high adventure. All right, high adventure, baby. High adventure and the days of Dynasty. Dynasty leagues are getting more and more popular. I can tell because, uh, you know, honestly, this is going to be our sixth year doing fantasy football at pyromaniac.com. And never more have people been really uh, asking us a lot of questions about Dynasty. And uh, sadly enough for, for good old Houdini, uh, we try and do our best. But uh, Houdini's got to take the lion's share of those because he's got the most experience. That's why I'm ecstatic to have Charlie here today. Yeah, it's great. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so with all that kind of momentum happening there and people basically always saying, will you do a podcast on Dynasty Leagues? Okay. And here we have it. And we got two of the best um, t- to ever do it. So I'm going to ask a few questions. There's going to be a ton of discussion. And, uh, you know, we'll just do a round table here and bounce uh, ideas, concepts. And there's going to be a lot of kind of rule set and league type of uh, focused conversations. Be plenty of players and kind of, uh, you know, how auctions and money and all that kind of stuff discussion as well. So anything goes. uh, Let's just keep this under uh, three hours and 20 minutes, which was the length of our previous podcast, episode, uh, what was that, 136? Yeah, I think we talked about 136 players on that uh, podcast. It was I insane mean, looking at that and seeing over 200 minutes 
Two hundred. It's two hundred minutes. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, absolutely insane. And, and people are like lit, psyched, like, dude, I'm going, I'm traveling. <laughs> I can't believe it. I basically could t- was going to tell someone, yeah, go take a, a little bus ride, uh, take public transportation, go see The Hobbit. Um, watch that three hour and twenty movie. Come back and we'll still be talking. You, what you should really do is you get the extended version of the two towers. Yeah, and if you play our podcast right at the very beginning, just like Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz, it'll sync up <laughs> to the movie. Perfect. I like it. Pretty much does. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Somewhere in there, we've got a, a flaming lips soundtrack that weaves it all together as well. That you have to play out of four stereos. If you know. What I'm talking about there, you're good, and send me a message. Um, Watch Alice in Wonderland seven times in a row, and play our shit. It's uh, it's freaky. You know you know who loves this dynasty stuff, by the way. Val Verde. <laughs> okay, so here's the first question I'll do that'll kind of just let you guys talk about the things. Um, and we did a little, we touched upon this a little bit, but I still think it's important. Because uh, I bet you you have a little bit of a different idea than you do. Um, what is the difference? And I'll let you go, Charlie. Don't serve first. Uh, what is the difference between a dynasty league and a keeper league in your eyes? Like, how? What's the big difference between that? Because a lot of people do keepers, but you know, dynasty is a different beast. You know, I, I never really considered that question too too closely until tonight. And my my first my instinct was that it was the number of players that you keep is is what distinguishes a keeper league from a dynasty league, where a dynasty league, maybe you could keep, if you have 20-man rosters, maybe you could keep up to 20, or you keep 90%, 85%, somewhere around there. Whereas a keeper league, I always thought of, you kept a handful of players. Maybe a same 20-man roster, keep something like like five players. But Dogmatica made made the point when we're uh, pre-gaming this thing about that... It really makes a lot more sense that the Dynasty League is more... The idea is that it's supposed to be as similar to real life as possible. And it's supposed to emulate your role as a general manager or an NFL general manager's role as closely as possible. And I think, I think that's... I'm completely hijacking Dog's uh, definition here, which is ridiculous because I've been a commissioner... <laughs> Of a dynasty league for 13 years, but that that is that really is what it is, and that's been the goal. That's been the goal of the league that I've been commissioner for. It's just I've honestly never thought about it in those terms. It's just been something that I've that I've worked on instinct off of. So. Yeah, there you go. It's muscle memory. You've been doing it so long, yeah. you don't have to think about you it. You don't even know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I may not have known what I was doing ever. So, and and in, 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 in kind of using that definition is kind of what my definition is because um, for me. A dynasty league is... Well, let's start with a keeper league. A keeper league is a league that uses a standard snake auction. I'm uh, sorry, snake draft, uh, where, you, where you have an annual draft. And you're allowed to keep, say, three, four, five players. And the standard bearer is usually whatever player you keep. Uh, if you drafted him in the 10th round, then you get to keep him, but you lose your 8th round draft pick. So you lose two picks before. So basically, for, for everything that I always thought keepers were, it was about those type of drafts. Where Dynasty, for me, always were in an auction format. And then, as you say, it's more like real life because then you're, you're having to manage a salary cap. You're having to manage people's uh, player salaries. And then, then they usually gets a lot deeper after that. And uh, I will mention, um, before Dog, I'll, I'll ask you kind of a, a question that's in the same vein. Um, you've just put out a, um, 
or what I'm, I'm about to put out a piece. It's not up. Uh, it'll probably be up by the time you actually listen to this. But tomorrow, uh, regardless, I will be putting up a Houdini's got a nice uh, dynasty kind of. Uh, what do you? What, what's this? It's, it's called diving in the dynasty. Dive, dive. Uh, basically, what I'm what I what I did in it is. Again, it's kind of like what this is about. Yeah. Knowing that, that Dynasty is all the rage right now, I am kind of just went through it and said, uh, you know, explaining the differences between, in my mind, Dynasties and Keepers, um, you know, why, uh, what are the, some of the different strategies, you know, uh, for doing uh, Dynasty Leagues. I think we're going to cover a bunch of those yeah. uh, different ones tonight. Um, we're going, I also had about debunking myths about uh, Dynasty Leagues. Um, and then just as far as, you know, Really trying to show and understand that that what I love about Dynasty Leagues the most is that they are customizable. Every league is different. And, and so it, it's hard. It's, it's a very hard topic to talk about. It's a very much, I found, difficult article to write about. Um, I did the best. I, I really think it came through pretty good. But it's understand that it's. When you're talking about 25 different thousand types of leagues and trying to encompass them under one umbrella, it's difficult. But what I was really and you trying guys to are show... In, you guys are in 10,000 each. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you could, but, if anyone would know, it'd be you two. Yeah, doing the one-size-fits-all thing is hard. It's difficult. So what, yeah. I, what I was basically trying Especially to do... Especially when you're hung like us. Yeah. Hey. What up, Magnums? And... Uh, <laughs> This hour of uh, Pyro Podcast is brought to you by Magnum by Trojan. <laughs> Ribbed for her pleasure. Um, so it, it, was, it was basically really just trying to show why I love it so much. Why, if you really want to take your fantasy to the next level, why this is how you should do it. And just Are you kind still of, talking about football? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This is still the promotion for condoms. <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think that's probably a good comparison for my article. Might as well compare it to a condom. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'll tell still you. Still with a lot of fancy goo. <laughs> oh, Mom. Definitely some fancy goo right there. Uh, however, when it comes to dynasty, and here's my take on what the difference is between dynasty leagues and keeper leagues. Um, but when it comes to dynasty, I think a lot of the concepts themselves are the same. There's a lot. I mean, obviously, the ins and outs are very different. You could find. A completely different rule in one league and a, than, than in the other, other uh, but a lot of the concepts are the same. Now, the way I think about the difference between keeper leagues and dynasty leagues is that keeper leagues are still year to year. You're not thinking a couple of years, few years down the line when you're drafting your teams. You're not thinking, oh, uh, in my second round pick or my fourth round pick, I can't wait to keep that guy you know, for three or four years or whatever. It's because it's a year to year thing. Hence, like as you were talking about Houdini, the snake draft. Mm -hmm. You still do a snake draft. It's not auction. When you get into a dynasty league, you're in it for the long haul. This is something where a bunch of guys have gotten together and plan on doing this, not just for two years, not just for five years, not just a year-to-year thing and maybe somebody drops out. This is something you guys are planning on doing for 10-plus years, 20, you know, 15, and as, you know, uh, Charlie Don't Surf and I were in, but you know, have been in 22 years, you know, something like that. And it can go and go and go. This, that's the difference is that it's real life, like a real franchise. They stay in the league for 20, 30, 40 years. Some of them, you know, even longer, depending on how long the NFL has been alive or whatnot. Some of them you're, fold. You're building programs. Well, the other thing, just as far as the similarity, though, while one is managing salaries and the other 
because the keeper league is still you're still it's it's it's. But you, can you keep them for multi? Can you can you keep? Yeah, them? because it's usually the way it works. Every round. So let's say that this is why the values in, in dynasty with auctions are finding the guys at five dollars or less that are amazing. That you're going to be able to, to their salaries are not going up and, and you're not paying sixty five dollars at the auction for them versus. Same thing in, in a keeper league. If you are in a, in a in a draft, they say whatever round you draft a guy, you get to keep him the next year. He just cost you two rounds earlier. Well, if you found guys in rounds 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you're still picking everything at the top of your draft, and you have players that would be picked at the top of the draft that have now only and they'll they'll just keep costing you two extra rounds each year, and you can keep only a certain amount. So that becomes where the 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 potential differences. Well, let's move on. To um, the next question, and, and it sounds like we're going to be coming up with a lot of ways to kind of re-hit on what the difference is uh, between those two again and again. So, um, next thing I would ask is like, uh, what advice would you give all you guys here? Whoever wants to start first can go for it. But what advice would you give to a dynasty person, whether he's new, seasoned, uh, you know, his his ways haven't worked the last few seasons, and he's really looking for the edge? What would be the best bit of advice? that you would give this person um, that you've used for yourselves and your success to become a champion with this kind of over the long haul like Doug Matica was just pointing to kind of, you know, right now the not, not to do, which I never have done, I don't think once, to do a baseball analogy Cubs fan, I am these look, guys are not I know, but look what they're doing right now Sox fan? So yeah. I'm, I'm a Cubs fan I'm impressed so, with what so, they're doing so right now look, they slashed and burned it, they're going, but even though Theo hasn't done dick on a stick, and for the first time in the history of the Wrigley Field, the place is empty. Um, you see that he's kind of he wasn't going for the win right now, and now two or three years later, they've got this farm system that is by far the best. Let me best. jump in real quick for you on the farm system. They're going to be system. really good in two years. No, no, it's forget awesome about this. You know that they've yeah. already had <laughs> of this guy Alcantara, who's already come up and has become was. Was just coming up because uh, Barney, uh, the second baseman for the Cubs, was his wife was pregnant or something. I think he missed two days. This guy Alcantara hit a home run, did really good. They're like, well, we don't want to really send him down. We extend him to a ten day contract. Then now he's up with the team. Barney is uh, is now going back at back at home and yeah. playing Mr. Mom. They just promoted um, your guy Jorge Soler uh, in the minors to the Triple A. Mm-hmm. They moved up another guy from Single A to Double A. They moved up another guy, Brian, from Double uh, A to Triple A. So all these guys are moving up through the system right now. And as a White Sox fan, I see here and go. I got Jose Abreu. I'm very happy, and I got Chris Sale. But other than that, I ain't got what they got coming down the pipeline. And a couple and of pitchers starting. One started yesterday, did really well. Pitched a shutout. The other one uh, was pitching tonight. I don't know how they were doing tonight, but uh, just came up through the farm system as well. And that's still awesome. over 100 years. Still over 100 years. Uh, that's that's just awesome. The reason why I bring it up is because in, in, you know Theo's doing that kind of real real life, doing a great job, and kind of bringing something up. And in Fan Dynasty. Um, I'm sure it's the same way. You go and you're you get you, you go into the doldrums because you're trying to regrow and you got giving away some big talent for future and and when it turns around it's nice and I think the reason why I'm dying to do a dynasty league now is because that feeling of when you actually win get a get the hardware and someone paid off for you that's been sitting around for three or four years I mean that's got to be much more empowering and like I fucking created that than it is to. And I, we're always happy to win a normal championship, but then just drafting a team this year—it's got to be more special well, it's, it's, and more nurtured, and a lot more. There's a lot more ingredients. There's to that always success. some leagues that are more special than others, right? And especially larger leagues, 
for example, the league that we that's probably going to be the main focus of tonight, it's just Chicago Football League that Charlie got me into, was a 12-team league when I joined. I came in as one of four expansion teams as we went from 12 to 16 teams. So my first three seasons, I think my team went four and nine my first three seasons in a row. It was, you know, and you're rebuilding. I want to say that, who was that running back, uh, Cunningham, that was on Dallas? Remember, uh, was it Richie Cunningham? Oh, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah, not Richie Cunningham, that's the guy from Happy Days or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But that was my starting tailback along with uh, uh, the the guy who was uh, from Florida State who was a fullback for Jacksonville. Was it uh, yeah, Fred yeah. Jones or Jones, something like yeah. that? Yeah. Those were my starting tailbacks my tank. first year. Okay, Greg Jones, right? Greg Jones, Greg, Greg Jones, Jones. Yeah. right, right. Greg Fred, Jones. Fred, Fred Jones was a 49ers player and also starred in uh, Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Yeah, nice. how about it? Yeah, they get nice. that one past me. <laughs> no, he, 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 was, played, a, he was a Rams. He was a Rams and a Raider. And he played for the Niners. And he played for the Niners. That was right. like, in NFL Films loves that guy. Right, oh, right. Back uh, late 70s, early 80s, that was like Mr. Mr. Off the Deep End, white kind of spiritual oh, whatever guy. you could combine Hollywood and sports. In the he'd, same he'd be in his Malibu place wearing his little Speedo and, and running TV around being a goofball. And like, this guy's just so interesting. <laughs> I heard, like I heard Travolta... And his ex-boyfriend is coming out, and I saw a picture of him kissing today. Uh, oh, he's finally going to come yeah, out. I think Steve Sable, uh, God rest his uh, soul, and um, and uh, Fred uh, Fred Jones Fred Jones might have had a relationship. Might, might have. Those pictures that's are possible. That's why right. that's, that's sacrilege. I'm sorry, everyone. It, yeah. I love NFL. Shame on you. Much. I don't love Travolta. No. Don't, All right. Don't I'm sorry. Give me, but I was just going to say the other gratification was you, you yeah, come into that league. Saturday Night Fever is a great film. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and oh, I love that movie. After those three, three rough seasons, then all of a sudden it was like one trade turns your, your, your whole thing around, and I won two championships in that league. So That's awesome. Let, 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 real quick, last thing I want to say here, this is a little, a little way outside knowledge that not a lot of people know. You were talking about how a contra came up because Darwin Barney, uh, his wife was pregnant and everything. A lot of people would call that being Wally Pipped. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, that is a fable. It's a myth. Back way back in the day when Garrett came in for for Pitt, right. people thought that it was because Pitt injured or something else happened. What happened was that the Yankees were doing terribly at that time, and the manager decided one day I'm going to replace seven of the starters. Seven of them. It wasn't just Wally Pitt. It was a whole bunch of them, a whole slew of them. Everybody, all the bench guys, all got in to be able to get their chances. You know, it wasn't just that one guy and that one instance getting Wally pipped. It was everybody. There wasn't like a scheduled thing or something like that. It, it, there is no such thing as Wally pipped. Basically, is what I'm saying. It was a fable the whole way through. Everybody got benched, and Garrett just stuck on and ended up playing 2,000 you know, 100 and some odd straight games. Even if it was just him, was so it Garrett? Not Garrett. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, Garrett. That was the thing I never understood. Like, you can't lose your job to injury. Yeah, you can. You can lose your job you for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. Any reason under the sun. Yeah, absolutely. But, it was not injury. It was. Yeah. It was just everybody was playing bad. <laughs> and the right. manager said to replace everybody that day. Well, Verde. Well, Verde and Garrett now, was one of them. Dog, you're gonna be you're gonna be the uh, you're gonna be the first one that I'm gonna ask this question. Uh, and just what advice would you give a dynasty guy? Um, that you think uh, came brought you success in in, in your days. The, the, the first thing I'll tell you, and this is a, just a precursor to every uh, to, to every. I, I think it actually works for Valverde, but I, I think it works for you know pretty much any type of league you're doing, not just dynasty. 
but start watching college football. Period. All right, you have got to get a feel for these Huge. guys that are coming up and coming through because if you want to grab those young players, like Houdini was saying, for the little money, you know, for to getting them for five bucks, three bucks, two bucks, or whatever, or even in, in drafts where you can end up keeping, you know, keeper leagues, keeping guys in the twelfth from the twelfth round, fourteenth round, or whatever, you got to know those little guys that aren't going to start right away, that nobody's going to be drafting in the top, you know, bunch of rounds or whatever. Nobody's going to be putting forty, fifty bucks on. Get a feel for those guys. Understand what they really did in college. You know, I think that that made a big difference in not just, you know, what I was doing in the Dynasty Leagues with, with uh, Charlie Can't Don't Surf here. But, I, I can't mean, surf, uh, you can't surf, can't surf, don't surf. Charlie don't can't dance. Surf. I'm here to say Charlie can't dance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also true. I like it, I speak for you guys. I don't dance. Um no, but that, I think that that's my first and foremost. That's the first thing I'd say. Is really start to get a feel for college football. Learn about it. Watch it. Get a feel for the guys coming up and who's done well. What type of programs are really good? Uh, what type of systems each of college each of the colleges run? Because that plays a difference yep. into the transferring to the pros and how quickly they'll be able to acclimate themselves. Just Absolutely. just learn about college football a little bit. Absolutely. You want to go? You give a, give give one, and then you give one, and kind of bounce some back. I'll just I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll start the volley by just saying this. So I've been involved in dynasty leagues now for ten years, and honestly, I was just doing well at the beginning when you're building all these teams from the start. Because it was more like uh, normal leagues. To sustain greatness over a longer period of time, I've been humbled <laughs> playing dynasty football. And now I'm on, my, I'm on my rebirth, and I think I've, I've finally figured a lot of things out. So a part of some things, too, is, is in dynasty, it's hard to really know. Are you, you know, when things can be going well, all of a sudden the wheels can fall off one year, and then it takes you three, four years in order to figure out how to get those wheels back on and to get back on the right track. So, as far as you know, one of the great strategies that I would say is, you know, number one, go for it when you have the chance. You always go for it when you have the chance. But if you don't, and you know that it, it's, you clearly don't. Don't be afraid to sell your assets to build for the next year. That's one strategy. That is tough to uh, to not hold on to like your studs. You know, I mean, when you have a stud on the team or a couple studs on the team, why is my team not succeeding? It's tough not to hold on to those. Well, that guys. depends on like we're talking now an auction value. Is this stud at twelve dollars? Then he's not leaving oh, your team. Uh, of course. That, then, a... then he's the cornerstone for what you're building around. Of course. If you, but let's say like you know, I, like last year, and I'm now my team is this team in our league. I am. It's not our league. I am primed to dominate this league. <clears throat> Where they're going to vote one of my guys off, and I got Bishop. My my, my reserve roster of rookies. I still have Andrew Luck on that roster with Bishop Sankey and Mike Evans. And I'm liking my team a lot. You don't have Christine Ma- Oh, no. Christine Mike was another that's a, league. That's so. another league. So, <laughs> anyway, the, 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 the fact is I knew I didn't have it last year, so I, I traded Matt Forte, who was at like $60. A guy who you know his salary is going to go up the next year. I'm not going to retain him anyway. He's a piece for someone to win now. And I traded him for a hurt Percy Harvin at, at like $12. Uh, a reserve player in Tavon Austin and a college draft pick. That's how you build for the next year. Then all those things come together. That draft pick turns into Bishop Sankey. Uh, you know, the, the Percy Harvin looks pretty damn good right now at, at the twelve dollar price that I have him at. And uh, and there was another and the other player involved. Uh, 
let's say it was an, oh uh, Tavon Austin, Austin comes in at ten dollars. Pretty pretty nice haul for a guy that was sixty nine dollars that I would be able to keep. keep him anyways. Yeah, nice work. Um, You're awesome. Yeah, exactly. I'll be patting myself <laughs> on the back. I'll be patting myself. Let's talk about Weiss's fantasy teams. Uh, <laughs> talk about yours. Well, talk about yours. No, my. I think the biggest thing is speaking of Steve Sable. I remember Jerry Glanville on a being mic'd up when we were in high school. So good. And he, that was the first time I heard him tell an. First time I heard the phrase NFL. You know what the NFL stands for? It's not for long. Was when he told an official that on some NFL film show. And that to me is one of, that is my guiding principle for the NFL is this is not baseball. This is not hockey. This is not basketball where in six years, the guys that are dominating, if they're 22, they're still going to dom- They're still going to be dominating in six years. This changes so quickly. If we pick, if we pulled up right now, the top performers of 2009, You'd be shocked. You'd, you'd be like, who? I mean, people just getting into fantasy or just getting into the NFL would be like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. There are a handful of guys in the league that you could yeah. point to and be like, that Sustain. guy. You're right, exactly. And you need to recognize when you have that guy and when you don't. If you have, for a guy that I think is one of those guys, and obviously I'm not on island here, this is not going out on a limb, but if you have. And Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is going to be in this league Ten, and doing well years. in five... Let's forget ten years. Yeah. Five years. Five years. He will be here. You know how many other guys we could say that about? Maybe 15 to 20 of of skill... What we call skill position players. Yeah. There's, it's, there's they, not, they may not still gonna, be there, but how effective are they going to be in five years? Right, yeah. and quarterback position fares better, and there's more of those exactly. kind of guys that are the studs that which stick is, around. Which than, go- than the, you know, if you looked at the shit for the running back, it's like ridiculous. Well, that's, a, that's a great, that's a great point. Larry, Larry Johnson's Larry Johnson. Who's in there? Some of the top ten running backs in 2009: Thomas Jones, number five; On Ricky, the Ricky Williams, number seven; uh, Ryan Grant. You guys remember these guys? Remember Joe, Joseph Adai? Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, even Steve right. Jackson was still totally relevant back then. MJD, Ray Rice, you know, those guys were there too. So, sure, but those, but those guys are both done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're five young. years. And right, they're exactly. Old. They're not old. They're Cedric 27. Just and saying they're done, Ray Rice right now. Ray Rice is like 27. still relevant and in the league. You know, yeah, I mean, but Ladanian Tomlinson is a legend. Right. Right. So He was an anomaly. Right, exactly. He's one of those guys. Peterson is one of those guys. Peterson, uh, too. Calvin, mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald is one of those. Yeah. I mean, guys like that, but Manny. there aren't many. Brady. Yeah. Right? But these are. But I mean, you're, you're going across your name and guys that are perennially top three Right. We're talking about guys that are going to Canton. Right. You know, <laughs> like, it's yeah. not. We're not to. So you need to recognize. For it, here's, here's another thing that's somewhat related. You got to recognize what a guy's ceiling is. A lot of people right now. Good example is Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams is going to get a lot of opportunity this year. He flashed last year. He's going to, he's going to be in an offense that, you know, they brought down the uh, the OC from Detroit. They're going to throw the ball all over the yard. But Terrence Williams, when I see that guy, I mean, I think he's good, but he's not elite. I'm glad. And you a say guy that. like I thought you that were going the other direction. No, and I'm a guy not, like I'm that. Not a believer, no, a guy no. like that can disappear 
in a heartbeat. heartbeat. Anything, and so so you and you need to you need and this comes you know again similar to redraft. You need to tear guys up and use your use your tears and believe in what you see. Believe because the thing the thing that's going to kill you is if you're like I knew that guy was shit <laughs> or I knew yeah. that guy was good and you bailed. Or you didn't buy in when you knew you should have, and you're just—that's will sink your team. That and those are that again with dynasty. That's the type of thing that will sink your team. And then you could look at two, three hard years because you make the wrong call on the guy. Yeah. Well, how do, that's true. a question. I'm just going to interject some questions as it peaks things. Uh, how do you not get stuck in, in doing the dynasty? How do you not get stuck? With a guy, let's say Terrence Williams, and you go big on him. Other, if no one else wants to trade the guy, uh, are you able to just kind of, you know, Carlos Boozer amnesty him and, and well, get hit with something so you can kind of just say, "All right, that mistake is is done. I need to get rid of it." What's what's the? How does that work? One in, of the in, things in I think may, it might be helpful is if we just set a framework for what league we're talking about yeah. with what rules, so that everyone listening understands where. Yeah. Because okay, let's. The team, the Chicago Football League. Yeah, that I, let's use that one. Okay, sixteen teams. There are twenty-six roster spots for each team. There are five college spots. There's a there's a college draft where you there are three rounds and you can keep up to five players in college. This is the rookie uh, draft that we rookie have draft about rookie prime, college prime draft. draft. Same thing. You can keep up to five guys in college for up to two years each. Um. There's a $280 salary cap. After a guy is activated for the first time, he gets two years at his current salary, then you have to give him a contract. We don't have to get into the details about that, but with, with what... Was it 270 last year? No, it was 280. 280 stays forever. It's actually from the... That uh, that book, Rotisserie League Baseball, that okay. those guys we were started at, we were doing. We were at 260 to 15 years I think ago. We, I think we moved we it up moved to 280. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just mention that. We yeah. did move it up 20 bucks. We have, we have 30, 30, 30 uh, about the one you're talking about. Yeah, Rotisserie League Baseball. Yeah, that's the. Uh, we ha- you start in our league seven offensive players, seven individual defensive players. Uh, as far as. D Rex's question. And no kickers. No kickers. We eliminated kickers. Uh, so you don't have to waste your roster space. Right. With it's that total crap. waste of time. Garbage. Some guy kicks six field goals and you lose. At, it's total Don't nonsense. even want to talk about it. We've, we, we've stressed that okay. enough of this <laughs> for Pyro. So, no kickers. No kickers. So to D Rex's question, you can buy a guy out of, let's say a guy has a salary, long term contract, 50 bucks. And he just goes in the tank on you. And you have three years left. And you have three years left on him. You can pay 25% of his salary for as long as the contract extends. So in the 50, let's use 48 because that divides. uh, In that case, you could buy him out. If he has three years left, it's going to cost you $12 for each year left on the contract. So that'd be 36 bucks. Probably wouldn't be worth it to buy him out. But if he has one year left... You know, you're, it's 12. Or if he has two, it's 24, and then it's like, If yeah, you buy them out, you got to pay that 36 right now? Or you, you, do you pay it that 24, each, that goes 12, against your 12, cap. 12. It's not cash. you got to pay it right away. No, it's in cap. that year, in that year, your cap is dinged 24, let's say, in the two-year scenario. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can buy a guy out, but that's why it's important when you get guys to 
know what you know know who you're paying know who you're not paying yeah and then again and we'll get into this i'm sure but the college draft salaries are assigned by round or uh defensive players are all five bucks when activated offensive players are all 10 bucks which is probably way too cheap but that's the it makes it it's interesting because it makes a league a lot like the nfl where the college draft is the league yeah if you don't draft well in college you're done you're absolutely done which has actually well, well, you transitioned us nicely here. with true. with the NFL. Screw I, it a you lot took, of NFL I'm going to jump on the transition here because I love talking about these rookie drafts. And you've always been a trainee. To me, to to me, these are the key <laughs> to dynasty leagues. Honestly, and a hundred percent, because when you talk about how are you, how do you build your team, or how do you build a winning team, or when you're coming back and you have these other players that you're looking to trade, well. When people are trying to win for this year, they're willing to trade future draft picks because it's about the prospect of winning now. Because it's, it, the cachet should always still be about winning. It's not about, I've had the best team over the last seven years. Oh, that's great. How many titles have you won? No one's going to care, you know, if you haven't won anything. So, um, building your team through those We've picks, all done that, though. Let's be honest. Yes. When you've had the best team and you don't win, you're like, dude, I hate this thing. Look at the teams. We sure. all done. Of course. Well, everyone on the stream, like, they got Jets, the Stars weren't alive, but I had the best team. Look, no, I had no. the most points the last yeah. three Our years league, though, our league, the Chicago Football League, what we do is we pay the most money to most points. Yeah. Yeah. And best too, and best breakdown. Yeah. And uh, best yeah. breakdown, everyone, we all know what that is, right? Listeners, you guys know what that is. Uh, and then the the playoffs are kind of. Like you can make you know you can make thirty twenty five percent of the pot if you win the Super Bowl, but if you fin if you kick everyone's ass all year long, you're you're going to do very well regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is an important thing to keep people, you know, engaged. Yeah, keep people engaged exactly because you don't want a league, particularly a dynasty league, where people are like, oh, I had I a great not. two years, but I lost to some team that had. Uh, what was that dude's name that's in prison on the Carolina oh, yeah. receiver? Ray Carruth. Yeah. Ray Carruth. Ray Carruth. Yeah, you got Ray Remember when Ray Carruth for like oh, yeah. three? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, guy put up like 40 points in three straight weeks and won two world championships. If you get Ray Carruth and not in the like criminal sense, then you, you know, you're pissed off and you're, or, you don't or want like to be part your of the team league. did in my league and you St. Louis Rammed uh, franchise. Uh, the, the when the St. Louis Rams that you guys had as your team defense had like in the playoff game because that really goes oh, in the playoffs yeah. had three touch interception returns for touchdowns against Brett Favre and sacked him like seven times. Yeah, but that was that was skill <laughs> when I did. Oh no no no, because <laughs> it was your pick because you last oh, round no, picked no, the Rams. No. Uh, right, no, no. exactly, exactly. I remember so. I remember I actually had a situation like that where I had a defense. I played against a defense and, that got a ton of points against me and had the defense in another league. So pissed in one, but so happy in the other. And oh, just, God. You hate yourself for that feeling. Right. It's, like, so dirty. <laughs> I have cut down my league specifically for yeah, yeah, that reason. Yeah. I, I, can't, I couldn't stand going against myself every week. It's you know, I, I have a guy on one team that's going against me. Did, you, have to, me. you have to make concessions. The way that I you do it, I set up all my leagues, and I say, I'm just... I know the guys on my team. If I see the player, I'm rooting for him. I don't even really look in the first half of the first games to see. Unless I see that a long touchdown... Once the first half of the first games are over, I then look at my scores and go, okay, I'm focusing on these three games right now. Yep. That makes <laughs> sense. That's a good way to do it. 
So, but the back to the rookie draft thing, what I think is so great for, for when you get into these dynasty leagues, now you're full bore into doing auctions. Uh, the issue then comes into, well, I miss doing my redraft league. I miss having, you know, rounds where you get to draft somebody. So the things that I look forward to the most in these, in these auction leagues um, uh, is that... Uh, this the rookie draft because it's my chance to actually have here's a draft order we have two rounds or three rounds and I'm waiting for the guy ahead of me to pick and it's like we do it by email so you get the, the whole bantering of people come on make a pick already what are you fucking waiting for is it over a days or is it uh, you give people so uh, we give people we say you have, you have 24, 24 hours, hours to make your pick we were able to get through my uh, my 14 team two round draft in uh, a week I believe our with Charlie our uh, three round draft. It didn't take. We were pretty good. I think it was like under two weeks. I want to say we did it like uh, like twelve days. So that was impressive. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean that ties back into what I was saying in the first place with the no college. You know, because you know you can't wait for a dra- the, the rookie draft. Yeah, like that. And it is. It's exciting. I, I loved it too. I remember doing it. You're starting up on guys. You watched them all year. You love certain guys, and you're pretty sure that nobody else watched those uh, those two lane games or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're like, I, I know this guy, and I, I, I'm going to take this guy, and uh, he, maybe he's been talked about a little bit, but nobody else is going to know. That's fun. And what's, what's even more fun. less fun is and, and is you have done all your studying on all these guys, and then you're like, no one knows about this guy. The guy who I, if you remember from our rookie podcast, the guy on Pittsburgh who I fell in love with. I tr- I couldn't get him in any of my drafts. Martavis Bryant. Right. Yeah. My God, I'm like, how is he on anyone else's radar? I'm like, oh, he was taken so late amongst all the other rookies, and it's like, and Charlie Did knows. You got him? No, I didn't get him. He was, he's been going. Early. He's been going pretty early, actually. His, well, I mean, he's got the fr- six foot four. You know, runs like the wind. He runs like a. You four look at his combine numbers next to Sammy Watkins, who was his teammate. He's almost as he's yeah. as good, if not better than him, yeah. in, in half Those the categories. Yeah. He was he's uh, bigger than him. He was a guy that I guess was a total head case, and maybe he still is. But <laughs> he had he no he had a kid. Probably. He still had a, he had a kid, and by most accounts, he was he was a guy that when he had his kid, he was like, I don't want to have to look. I think he had a girl, and he. The reason I said is I think I remember him saying something like, I don't want to have to look at my daughter. And tell her that I had all the talent in the world, and I pissed it away. And when I heard that about him you, and you like what it, some yeah. of the guys that I follow that do a lot of college scouting were like, this guy is insane talent, right? Yeah. You know. And then if you have that light switch go on, a guy like that, he's no longer tight as young, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know I don't what? Know the other thing I was going to say. He got arrested again I know. last week. I know. I think he, he but. Doesn't he have serious? Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, it's, it's, he's yeah, like bipolar. Yeah. Whatever. You know, you the know, point what I wanted to make it for what? Knocking out his lawyer. Oh, jeez. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. fantastic. I love that. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Can you blame the guy? Uh, I don't think I'm going to take this case. I want to use Martavis Bryant as an example. Though. This is a dynasty example. You said, Charlie, you need to understand what the ceiling is for certain guys. So. I'll give an example of two guys that are being drafted higher than Bryant. Is one of them Val Verde. Um, two guys that are getting drafted higher than uh, than Bryant are Kelvin uh, Benjamin and, and Val Verde. <laughs> yeah. 
Every time you crack that beer, we gotta I'm, say it. You're catching up. You're catching up. <laughs> so, uh, so again, Kelvin Benjamin and Allen Robinson from Penn State. These are both two guys that are are built more to be an immediate impact in the NFL, be a more steady player for you in their first year. But Keenan they are, Allen. yeah. But they're not even as good as Keenan Allen. I would think in, in some regards, Benjamin maybe just because of the opportunity that he's going to have. But Only these are guys. Right. These are guys oh, yeah. who don't have. The ability to be a 14, 1500 yard receiver like Martavis Bryant does. These are guys who are going to be that thousand yard possession type receiver, good red zone type target. Maybe you get a spike, eight, nine, ten touchdowns if you're lucky. Otherwise, you're you're stuck in Dwayne Bowland. So. What are some other guys like that that you love this year? Uh, we'll, we'll try and talk about some players here yeah. for a little bit, so people can latch on to that kind of stuff. Like who, who of all the rookies that are going to be like the like who are the, some guys that you think are going to be high value? Whether Marcus Wheaton. I like. Yeah, well, he, well, he's a second year guy. Yeah, I know, but I right. but I thought we we're just I, talking no, young yeah, guys. Yeah, anybody, any, I think Wheaton's totally falls in that uh, that category. But it doesn't have to be just on you know on the Steelers or whatnot. Who are some others? <laughs> 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 well, you know, you know, I'm 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 poising for that breakout for Ruben Randall, and I'm you know the thing is that if you are a guy like me who's gonna jump and, and grab Ruben Randall, it's not a bad idea, especially if we're not if I could jump out of Dynasty real quick into uh, to regular drafts. Then you should back him up with an Odell Beckham. Well, Odell Beckham was the other guy I was going to yeah. say. Odell Beckham is, I, I mean, can't get off the injury train. So well, that's 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 my tweet. Their hamstring on the first play of the of oh, did he? Did first he? play of that makes yeah. Ruben look even better right now. Then. He did? <laughs> yeah, again, that's why he was out of all like the OTA, all that sort of stuff. Comes back, supposedly, like, hey, he's completely healthy. Can't wait to get see him out there and go everything. First play, tweaked it again. Out. Is he not practicing and you're just going by by hearsay or whatnot, or is he just no, like I mean, trying to start talent? Around. There's no doubt about okay. that. It's just he just can't stay off the injury train. Is it? It was a hamstring again. And the yeah, problem is those are not good. It's those. not good, especially for rookies, because then they get behind in the in the whole scheming of the offense. Yeah. And, and, and a and week and off is like a month off for. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter for him. It's going to be all new anyway. But they're in, you know implementing a whole new offense in you know in. It's the first yeah, round, but he loses a lot of chemistry. He loses all. This is when he's going to get oh, yeah. more snaps and reps at training camp than he's ever going to get once they break camp. And Eli, yes. seems, Eli likes chemistry. Knowing Eli from the past, there's certain Does he have a guys. Like, why are you going to him all the time? <laughs> and why are you going to Mario Manningham? Manningham is on the Giants again. Maybe he'll. Yeah, he is. You know. So do we want to stick with well Brandon Cooks? Is well, I love Brandon. He loves Brandon Cooks. I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys talk about Brandon Cooks. We we'll, we won't have my influence uh, in the way. Well, if we're just going to stick with rookies, I mean Cooks is. So I heard someone talking about Cooks comparing him to Tavon Austin and how St. Louis has no idea how the hell to use their assets. Right. Whereas like Sean Payton, Sean Payton's not going to have Brandon Cooks standing on the sideline or doing things that don't play to his strengths, you know? He's not he's not Schottenheimer. Right. No. So no, right. Yeah, I mean, but that's in So you bring by up the way, a, this is this gets back to something we were talking about earlier about and something that uh coaching, Dog mentioned. Yeah. Coaching yes. and schemes in Dynasty, you need to those are of paramount importance. Where a guy, what, what team Where drafts a guy? Matters. Yes. Totally. Matters. Absolutely. If you have if you have a guy Tavon Austin, right? Great example. This guy's water bug, super quick, can do a lot of things for you. 
But if you're going to ask him to line up and run I think traditional they're figure routes, it out. I think they're going to figure it out more this year. I have no faith in Jeff Fisher's offense to do anything at any time. But, but if <laughs> you're gonna, if you're going to ask him to do that, if he was on if he was on New Orleans or Philly or New England or someone who is a creative offensive mind, then I'd. Tavon Austin to me is a buy. A team Which that is plays so, to your strengths, right? Exactly. Instead of plays to their scheme. And to a guy that's San Diego, dog, they might have actually you and San Diego's actually yeah. doing that. Now. Right. Here's, exactly. No, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna set dog up here because who's the guy who got drafted by Philadelphia who's gonna have a chance to be one of the top wide receivers this year? Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Good question. Before we jump off, uh, will um, will Brandon Cooks have a thousand yards this year? No, but he'll have eight. Ah! You have no idea. We, we have bets on this. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah no. But I think he'll be. I think he'll be eight fifty nine hundred. Yes, like my eight man. Touchdowns. My man. My man. Somewhere I still like, like, I still like it, but I was hoping he was going to go on my side. No, it, but it, I know it's no, a tough no, run. He won't be a thousand yard receiver. I think but, he's gonna. But he better be. And, and I don't even know if those eight touchdowns are just going to come from pure passing either. They're going to use him innovatively. Right. right? They're going right. to use him supposedly in uh, the Daryl's. We didn't role. say a thousand total yards though. He said a thousand passing yards, receiving yards. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 So, so, it's a big difference. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. You know. Just sign the check. Fun bet. It's going to be a fun year. Fun bet. Cannot sign the check. Especially because I have Brandon Cooks up on Twitter. I'd be like, yeah, but who's this? T-Rex? That's not his signature. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him back to the doctor. Get a real note. Excuse me. I must get up now. 
it's Drunk Arnold. Drunk Arnold, tell us, tell, what, are we, what are we listening to? This is Conan the Destroyer. The Destroyer. <laughs> so forget the Barbarian. It's Conan meets the Wonder Years. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else, uh, what were we listening to to open this up, buddy? Oh, Wilson Pickett. So, Give a little background on that guy, because that guy's special. Wilson uh, we Pickett, were listening to him a couple weeks ago. One of the most legit. soulful mother efforts you've ever heard. Yeah. Um, back in the day, you know, it was Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, Sam and Dave, Sam Cooke, all, like, these guys, James Brown, these are the voices. These are the, the this is rhythm and blues beginning. This is it. And so, so this is homage to one of the greats, uh, and I'm not even playing his his most well known song, which is Mustang Sally. Yep. Uh, but uh, check Wilson, pick it out if you want to hear some some real classics. The, that guy that guy rules. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, get into, let's get into some more players. Let's get some. Let's get this be the little bit of a player par- portion of what we're up to here. So who are your other favorite rookies? And it doesn't it doesn't have to be about rookies in my opinion. But if you uh, want to make could it, just throw some youngsters in there that you know could, just could be. Ready for some some prime action? I'll throw one out there real quick. Yeah. Actually, I, I'll throw a couple out there that are that happen to be the same position. Tight end, uh, Jordan Reed. Love what that the possibilities. Yeah, he he got dinged up. His his head is smaller than most people's heads at this point. But I, I mean, that guy's got all the potential in the world. And that offense is it, they're going to be going through him quite a bit. He's got a lot of weapons around him to draw attention away. He's gonna he's gonna be a great body out there. He's a wide he's a a tight end in a wide receiver's body basically. That guy can run really well, catch really well. He's he's gonna be exciting to watch. Another one is Dwayne Allen, coming off of that injury. He was yeah. set up to really be a stud last year. He's a much better blocker. Actually catches the ball just as well, if not better than Kobe Fleener. And he's gonna be on the field a lot more than Kobe Fleener. You know, you thought Kobe Fleener did well last year. You watch what Dwayne Allen's going to do this year. He, I'm not going to say he's going to double Fleener's numbers, but he's going to put up better numbers than what Fleener did last year for sure. I agree. Everyone, everything you're hearing about him, they're they're really happy that uh, Val Verde is back. Yeah, no, like that, that guy's a, a, I, a young stud, ready to ready to do something. I love Dwayne Allen. Absolutely, he's 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 a full package. Yeah, anything you want. I love everything almost any guy named Dwayne. Was that? He doesn't. He, he is the full package. Wayne, Wayne. Is that is that a segue for our uh, for our sponsor? What? Yeah, exactly. It's pretty homoerotic so far. The, the yeah, we do that. We got yeah. we, we we do that every once in a while. No, that's all right. Our, yeah. our listeners know we love chicks. You know, yeah. Oh. I need you. I'm yours. Uh, so I go from I have some long bit long ones. I got some short ones. That is yeah. good. That's good. Remember the one that I we knew you guys were gonna go homoerotic at some point. Someone was gonna need somebody. Yeah, do you, all long ones. Do you remember when we went at the uh, at the end of the podcast <laughs> with the twenty uh, the, the twelve minute all of uh, Arnold's funny lines or all of his he screams? Oh god! Oh my god! When did ah, you do that? Ah, ah. Oh, oh my god! It was literally twelve minutes. <laughs> oh, a year ago. Yeah, I remember that. Somebody cut together every scream <laughs> in the history of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie career. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome. And then we also, I think we closed out. That was with the the Arnold uh, Conan the Barbarian the musical. Yeah, by Kermit the Frog. Come. Come. Anyone who has not seen or heard this, it was on our website for a while. Google, go to YouTube, Conan the Barbarian the musical. Enjoy. Enjoy. That's awesome. By Kermit. 
Um, all right, so... But you don't know it's Kermit until you see the behind-the-scenes yeah, one. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I gave it away. You know, I, I don't know if... I, how many youngsters you want to go through? I mean, there's... Just so talking about some I mean, We've got plenty to talk about, but I just want to get some Here's, guys out. So some people that are trying to get in this or are actually in it are getting... I don't want to be all talking about what it is because a lot of people want to listen to this that are so think in, about it living this way. it already. Think about it this way when you're in Dynasty Leagues and you're coming into your auction this year. When you're looking at, like, and I'll say for dogs and mine or, or D-Rexes, our tiers, when you're looking at, say, running backs and you're into the 35 on down, there's some values there. There's, there's going to be guys that are going to be the potential step-ups. You know, it could be as, as simple as spending that dollar on Niall Davis. God forbid something happens to Jamal Charles and this guy's able to step in and, and, and he's got talent. You know, those are the types of, of guys you're looking for. You're always looking for, when you're in that auction, to get values because... Let me shift our conversation here because the auction is so messed up, especially when you have your initial auction, everything is fine. It's a fair market value on all the players that are out there. Then you go into, you've had your league going on for a couple of years. You have these rookie drafts with these reserve rosters that people have. The amount of players that are available in the auction become fewer and fewer. You know, leagues still have rules and stuff to promote turnover, but what happens is anybody that hits the auction, you know that you are overpaying for them. They're going to go for big, big dollars. And that becomes a whole different part of a strategy of what do you do because, you know, it's about you want to do everything you can to build your team before it gets to the auction. (laughs) The auction should just be to add your icing to the And that's what, yeah, that's what you said in your piece. You're basically like, hey... A good, good, a great team needs to spend on a on a on a horse. You gotta you gotta have a great player on your team, but you just gotta be very smart about who you pick that to be. And if you go with two horses and they take eat up all your budget, you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, if if you know, let's say Matt Forte and you know, I don't know, Kaepernick or something like that, they end up costing you hundred some odd bucks to hundred and twenty bucks together. You're fucked. You're not winning. You know, it, you know, you only got 160 bucks left to spend on how many, you know, how many. Well, Charlie, no, okay. So in, in Chicago football, our auction's coming up. Right. I don't even know. I can look up and see who are the top guys that are available, but I will tell you that I know that they're going to be going for an extremely exorbitant amount of money. So most of them are damaged goods, too. Right. So here, I'll pull it up right now. So. The best as we that's slow. You know, I mean, you mentioned guys. I'm, I'm sure somebody like a Frank Gore might be out there. Frank Gore is out there. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's somebody who's uh, you know going to be a bit on the decline. Um, going to get a little less carries. It's a loaded backfield and stuff like that. But he's going to be one of the only few running backs out there that's you know worth something. Who's playing Frank you Gore? You got you got Gore. You got Stephen Jackson. You got uh, Toby Gerhardt. You got Pierre Thomas. And then you got then you're into your D'Angelo Williams, Kerry Robinson, um, yeah. So it gets it gets it goes it's down. Real quick, but the difference is like a Toby Gerhardt, who if it was, this is one of the myths. I'm just gonna bring up this this stupid myth that I hate. Never pay attention to anyone's publication about what an auction value is, because they they don't know. No, the only way the only way that you know an auction value is if you're predicting that it's, a, it's an entry auction and it's a complete free exactly. open market on everyone. Right. And don't even know then, they don't know what people have. Right. But even yeah. then, yeah. They're, 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 they're wrong right. because the top player where they may only put uh, the difference between like an Adrian Peterson that he's like a clear number one and the next running back, LaShawn McCoy, may be a difference of $3. 
Those two guys may be fifteen dollars above what they predict that number to be. So how do you take things like that? You know, we always tell our, our listeners, hey, take our information, take our tears, and make them your own. Like take Charlie this, said, take this information and make it your own. But how do you take this this already? You know, this guy's worth this much, and you guys are debunking that myth. How do you turn that in? How do you make your own tears that have that value? But that's the whole thing. And I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Charlie. But it, as you said. It's don't worry about what the number is. The number is only relative to your league, to where your salary cap is, to what the needs are of your team. If you tier the players that are available, so if I'm looking at these running backs that are available, I may put only two of them in my top tier, which means that if I have to, I will have to max bid to get one of these if I need a running back because yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. The, the matter is, is that where the level of differences of the drop-off between the next guy I need the points that are from this guy. How many points is Gore, hypothetically, available here? If you were to take your best guess, knowing your league, knowing the situation, knowing it's coming, how much is money is he going for this year? He'll still go for over 30 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, bucks. out of 280, he'll go for 50. I think he'll go for 50. Is that worth it? It's an overbuy. Well, it depends. If, your team, if you need a solid, like, in, again, in a 16 team league, Gore is a. Low end running back one at least, right? Maybe if high looks good, he's still valuable. Right, he's very he's very valuable. So if you've if you have a lot of cap space, that's a no brainer. You know, if you're a team that you're looking to win this year, and all you need is all right, you just need a guy that's you you may spend seven you may spend seventy bucks on him. Yeah, you know. That may it may make sense for takes. you. To, yeah, exactly. If that's if wow. that's a piece you have, that you need, if you need. have been smart and you drafted well and you have lower salaries elsewhere, that's the whole point. So you you try to set yourself up. The, the always the key is to have as many great players that are cheap, so that you can spend your money at the auction and overbid on guys that are not worth the money that you're spending. Right, on. that are rentals, basically. Right. One uh, year one year wonders that you're hoping for. Yeah, I like it. Um, so what else is there? Anything else? Kind of in the. Uh, in in the thought of uh, you know any concepts that really work for you guys, or should I can go to another thing? Well, I mean, I don't think it's I, in general. I don't think it's different from redraft in the sense that obviously you want the guys that are going to get you the most points, but you need to have your finger on the pulse of the stock in a way that in redraft you don't have to worry about. You know, in redraft, if you have a situation where at the end of a particular season, a guy that was a horse for you starts to show signs of slowing. Yeah, right. In Dynasty, as soon as your trading window reopens, if you're past the trade deadline, you see that week 13 or something, you need to try to get rid of that guy. And you may have to do it for 70 cents on the dollar instead of 90 cents on the dollar because if you won't sell for less than 90 cents on the dollar... You'll end up holding him until the next year, and then you're going to get thirty cents. So that's yeah, or, that's or, the type or you're of paying full price yourself, right, or exactly keeping a crap price. Or for exactly. example, the same thing if you're in season and your trading window, like for me, thank you last year on my Trent Richardson trade with you, and I hope he works out for you. But had we waited another two weeks to make that trade, I would not have gotten. The value that I got in return for him. I don't even remember I traded for yeah. him. I make so many trades. You I, gave me. <laughs> this is I traded you. I love to hear it. I like your response because it's a backhanded. Uh, yeah, I know. I sure. know. Yeah. It's like, well, I really appreciate. I did appreciate. It. It. I really appreciate. Me and Charlie actually trade a lot in this league. We do. We trade probably. You're probably my most. 
You and France are my two most common trading partners. He, he, goes, actually, to bed, he, got, he goes to bed at night and goes, yes, I got rid of trade. You're like, he, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd make so many trades. I, I, traded <laughs> him the, I traded him the first round pick <laughs> that he used on Trent to Richardson. To get Trent Richardson, right. So really, I screwed him first. I like it. <laughs> That's right. I like it. So right. he wrote out the shitty part of Trent Richardson, and I've, I don't even remember what I gave you for him. Percy Harvin, Jordan Cameron, and a second round draft pick. And, okay, right. $2 Jordan Cameron, $30 Percy Harvard on a five-year long-term contract. Uh, so he stays $30 for the next five years and uh, and a draft pick. Right. You never know. He could be pretty good this year. Uh, he's going to be a volume guy that's going to be effective for 2014. And that's all. That's all you're, you're, you're a believer in him. I'm higher on for him tw- than these I, guys, I, I, believe. I never loved I'll, him coming out. I did not love him. I thought the comparisons to Peterson were laughable. Laughable. I thought I think he's a he's a solid NFL running back that may not be the smartest guy in the world. Yeah, I will tell you right now if he does put it together, the Indianapolis Colts have the third easiest rush schedule this year, and that's the reason why. And I like if him. he's putting it together, this team and Lux can move the ball. This team yeah. could easily be. And a, then, you know, they they can't play fucking any more than four or five in the box because Lux throwing the ball to a to Wayne and Hilton and Knicks and Fleener and Allen. Richardson's going to have everywhere in the world to run. Another just quick strategy thing that I think is probably so important. A lot of times, especially when you're in a dynasty league and you're having these rookie drafts, you get consumed by building for the future. And you have to not be over-consumed by that. There are so many guys who are continually trading off guys um, before they break out. Or they, they are acquiring them because they know they're going to be talents, but they're always just... They're never building their team to win this year. They're always building their team to be for the future. They never win. You, that's not a strategy that, that's going to bring you victories. So if you're smart and you're actually grabbing all these young players, you just got to make sure that you hold on to some or start building your assets. And you have to, and in these dynasties with these rookie drafts, there are years where you have to say, I'm taking the next two years and I'm selling off my draft picks and I'm acquiring. Assets that are tangible for me that are going to score points on my starting roster, and I'm going to put together the best starting roster that I can to win now. Because you've got to win. It's still about winning. A lot of self-control when it when it comes to stuff like that. Yes. Uh, you fall in love with young players a lot. Seductive. Yeah, it is. There, there's young players like, God, I want that guy so badly. There's, I mean, you see them up and coming. You're like, I want that guy. I want that guy. And all of a sudden, you're selling off so many assets and getting too many young players you're never going to win. Yeah. You're always building, building, building. It's always a rebuilding mode. Right. And you're not even meaning to do it because you're just falling in love with all these young players. But young players, if you have a full roster of young players, they're not going to do it for you. Well, I'll tell you that right now. Real quick. Real quick also, as I, sorry to interrupt you, but it's when I go into my regular redraft league, that's why last year it also hurt me because I drafted five rookies on my team last year. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm, I'm so thinking about all these guys. Like, this guy's going to be great. Well, that's good advice. I think you were about to say that's good advice for regular drafts in, in redraft leagues and even keeper leagues and stuff. Don't, don't, don't go nuts on rookies. Rookies yeah. don't produce. Kind of I did that last year and it was definitely too, my, my, my uh, Achilles heel. Yeah. Now, and also it sounds like in, in, in Dynasty, you know, think about real real world dynasties. Okay, 49ers. They just won the championship 
Uh, they've been in two previous Super Bowls or whatnot, and then they get Jerry Rice. So you're bridging that awesome team. You're bridging that epic talent where it's got to be. Look at what just happened with the champions right now in basketball. You freaking have the, the, you got the Spurs. They were winning championships. All of a sudden, they bring in Tony Parker. And it's like, now all of a sudden, right. Tim Duncan can win a championship 10, 12 years later. Where I think that's a, you, you got to put around a solid team that's not all these youngsters, that's uh, here and now in their prime type of thing. You got to get that one youngster that's, you know, kind of elite, like you said, a Canton guy. You know, if you got a great team and we're able to get AJ Green or something right. to kind of bridge that over. It sounds like that's kind of more of the key to success. And you, exactly. you fill it you in with some other one rookies of those guys? that can be good, really good, but the transcendental guys or whatnot. If uh, you have right, those right. guys that can be on your team for, like, I've had Phillip Rivers. I made a trade for him when he was uh, on someone's rookie reserve roster. He's been my quarterback for the last... Since 2006 or whatever. Amazing. Then you had like guys like I had Frank Gore. I had drafted him out of college. I had him for like the longest time. I thought his fall off was going to come four years ago or four or five years ago. Ascended. I know, and I traded him then. That's when I and I got and I gotten Hakeem Nixon, uh, whatever. The him and Mike Wallace came out. I got those two guys in trade for him. I blundered my whole trades, but I'm thinking, you know, you because you. Uh, like you say, it's the it's a not for long league, and especially with running backs, you fear the drop off more than any other position in dynasty. You should. We're uh, in any position. In real, real quick, yeah, real on Gore. That dude's one of the most talented players to play in the past twenty years. Think about Great. think about how many surgeries he had in That's Miami. What I'm about. I mean, oh that my guy, God. and he's that big, guy, probably one of the best locker room guys since like absolutely right. I mean, that guy I want to say Ray Lewis, but Ray Lewis had his had his had his uh, people that were like, "Oh, geez." Right. Uh, Frank Gore is like everyone loves him, leads by example. He's a homie. He's your brother. He's gonna he'll, he'll fight for you. He'll do whatever it takes. I agree. That Did guy, Frank? He blew up both his knees. And yes, off. both knees. Yeah. Both knees. That's oh, why he yeah. slipped to like the. Yeah. It was. Was it was it the second round or because this is back when they were still drafting running backs in, in round one, right? Um, or did he slip to like the third or fourth? I think it was third second round. round. No, I think it was second, second round. round. Yeah, I think it was second round. And it, <coughs> isn't that isn't he why McGahey left early? Um, it was either McGahey or Portis or maybe Portis. 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 It was after him. Or McGahey was at, it was Portis. Portis, Portis yeah. yes, because Portis was like, there. He's not going to get a chance yeah, to play. Right. Third round, sixty fifth. Third round. round. See, yeah, he just slipped. Wow. Frank Gore. Wow. Yeah, he's a beast. Early but I, I think that's the way to think about it. And, you know, you're looking Five at something to go to NBA quickly again with LeBron going there. They're talking about getting rid of their last two number one picks, Bennett and Wiggins, to get love. I mean, there's something that makes sense about that. But at the same time, in Wiggins, you know, when LeBron's kind of waning to have that guy hit his prime, it seems like it, I don't know. We'll, we'll no, but that's but that. that's exactly it, it, right. You need to find that's exactly you need, what it is. You need to that's find you need to find that core, that foundation, and whomever it is, it has to be those guys that we've discussed that are they're if they're not transcendent, they're going to be Dominant. a guy like Reggie Wayne. We he may not be transcendent, but he's a pros pro who is going to. We all knew he was going to be solid for a long time. Yeah. So he could be one of your second tier core guys. Right, and then you have one of maybe you have a tr- truly transcendent guy like a Manning or Brady or Peterson, someone or someone Andrew like Luck or someone like that right now. Right, and then the rest of the pieces, it's a, always in motion. That's and that's how I. That's why I make it. I just said I make seriously. I make 
20 trades a year. Well, let's talk no about that. Let's, and, let's and talk about that. Because I don't care. I don't care. Yes, Anyone that's perfect. not part of that core for me is... This is, this is a key point. ...can get out. A lot, last, so five years, a lot, last five years in that league, in the Chicago uh, Fantasy League. Yeah. Um, how, many, uh, how many playoff visits? Me? I think four or five. Okay. Four, four. The past, I've missed one year. And you are you are you in those years when you're making these trades and are you being like a rain man and kind of really always making some weirdly way you know that people can't see at first trade making your team better or sometimes are you, is your core so good that you make trades that are just like ah that one no, didn't really work. You know? No, I, I definitely take risks and here's a, here's another thing in dynasty and this goes to redraft as well. Is I'm not afraid to lose a trade. Because I, one of the reasons I can I make a lot of trades and I can make a lot of trades is because people know I'm not trying to screw them. Yeah. And like if I if I make that's an off, yeah, I can I can make a trade with anyone in the league, and usually pretty quickly, which is very useful. Yeah. yeah. Because people know yeah, that I'm not I, I'm not trying to like that. I'm, I'm not because guess what? <laughs> Even if you're scared of losing a trade and you think you're draining every last ounce of blood out of a value of a player. You're still gonna lose trades. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, just so like you're moving parts in a dynasty trade as opposed to a redraft trade. Redraft Even trades redraft it's one year. That's it. You're trading for that year and that year only. Right. When it comes to redraft uh, to a dynasty trades, the player that you're trading with, the, the the guy you're trading with, doesn't know if you're working for the future. Doesn't know if you're working for now. So anything could actually really be a part of it. Like this guy's not really trying to screw me. He's not gonna win right now for this. Wait, I don't even know if he's going to win for the future for this. Right. You know, it's absolutely. It's everything kind of goes with those. It's very different than year one every year. Right. You know, to, uh, quick to that point. Then I want to bring up a major, major point about why I love dynasty leagues so much. To that point, in redraft leagues, how many times do you see a trade that was like, "Oh, you got screwed," and then you wait and you see, "Oh, actually, the other guy made out better." You know, it's just it's one of those things. That's, it's it's perception is is everything at the beginning. Yeah. But the problem that I always have is that it's it's hard to cultivate a um, an environment of trading in a redraft league. It just usually doesn't happen as much because most people are, are reluctant to trade until after week four or five until they see what their team actually does. And then there's all this other jockeying. And then by the time that they they decide, it's only like a two-week window that you really have to make trades. And by that time, the teams that are out of it are like, well, screw it. I'm out of it. I get nothing to gain from it, so why am I going to make a trade? Whereas, like, in our league, Chicago football, like, God Damn, there's on average, even in the offseason as long as trades, there's about a trade, uh, two, one to four trades a week. And it, and then once we get into season when, when things are happening, it's like you just like one guy sends in a trade and then like the other 14 owners see that someone else made a trade. They're like, I'm getting on the wire. And it's like all of a sudden three more, four more trades fire off because – it's also about I'll trade you a second round pick for this guy, a third round rookie pick for this guy, and then it's like and it's like four players for three players, and it's like. But the other key is, and this is a key thing for for you guys in dynasty, while the salary cap is two eighty or two hundred or whatever your cap is in season, it must increase. If you do not increase the cap, and it cannot be a ten dollar increase, minimal twenty dollar increase. I say go fifty well, twenty percent. 20%. Okay, that's the better way to look at it, right? Yeah, 20%. Um, should go up at least 20% because otherwise the only way teams can make trades is by matching dollar for dollar. And then you're not going right. to have a mixed balance of trades. You're not going and no one's going to be able to trade anybody. You, you know yeah, what, what, what would be a cool idea, just a cool idea maybe for a redraft league would be everyone has to make two trades by like week 
seven or something. By week three. <laughs> By week you know, three. Even if it's just trading, like... Kickers look, are deep. I'll trade you, you my fifth wide no, receiver. That, that's too many. Two, two or three, that's too many. You have to make one trade by week three or four. I like that. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's early. It's early. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, absolutely. that's well, good by week three. It's but mandatory. You got to make mandatory. Mandatory. So mandatory. what happens like if like what happens with, with if one one trade per team? Let's get that Every going team eight. has to make a trade. Be involved in a trade <laughs> by week three. Let's what go, if you're the person that gets left out of the champagne snowball next year? But what if somebody does a trade? What if someone does two two trades and one person's left out? How do you schedule that? If everyone does, so what if I do all my trades with um, a certain number of people? I'm trying to figure that. out. Every team has to be involved in a trade. Every team has so to be involved to, with. with so one you can do two. I got. I got. I got. I'm just asking. So I want to know. I'm going to do a couple. Right. Exactly. I just want to know what happens to the one guy. Like, you have an active trader who trades with three different teams in the first three weeks. He makes three trades. Right. But there's that one team who. One of those three would have been his trading partner. Right. Now he doesn't have one. Exactly. And he can't make a trade. And, and what like, would the penalty be? Right. He's like, come on, make a trade with me. I'll buy you a case of beer. I, that's, <laughs> seriously, the penalty should be severe. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, week four, you get zero points. Well, that's your, yeah. You, you no, Albert, yeah. sorry. Because guess what? Everyone's going to make a trade. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Oh, uh, Everyone will make a trade. Yeah, you'll, you'll, dude, I'll... I'll give you a, I'll give you a Peterson for you yeah, know. exactly right. Take You're my wife for the weekend, Andre Brown. Right, that would be, I want to get in a league with all. If if it was like that, be like, no, nah, dude, I'm creating a new league. No, nah, your wife's not hot enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Take your wife, <laughs> lady. Right. Didn't you just say? Right. Like, didn't she just rejoin the gym? Talk about. A, yeah, you said you wanted to join a high stakes league, Charlie. That would yeah. be a high stakes league. That, are you willing we'll to put Eve on the line to get it rolling? <laughs> uh, you get my wife for one night. You know, the trade gets rolling a little bit better. Now you made your trade. No right. zero points. It's for. fantasy football meets uh, the ice storm. You guys remember that movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, wow. that's a great one. The key party. What up? I'm going. To, I'm going with that broad. So good. How do you attract a man? What I mean is, suppose you set your heart on somebody. What would you do to get him? Grab him and take him. You grab him and and take him. Oh my god. I would 
loved what's her name Diabo Olivia Diabo uh, who plays so the uh, the the virgin uh, who is to be sacrificed. Uh, so. She was Fred Savage's older sister in the Wonder Years. Correct. She was so hot. I met, I, met oh, yeah. at, I met her at Fred's uh, bar mitzvah. Oh God! Why didn't he? I would have name dropper. I was in Fred Savage's bar mitzvah. I grew up in the fucking yeah. All right, back back to fancy real quick. I I I have a Jennifer Stone's married. (laughs) I have a uh, suggestion for the youngsters out there wanting to get into you know dynasty leagues or any type of league. A militia, a cult, whatever. Whatever your whatever your hobby is. uh, Yeah, yeah. Whatever your hobby is, you know. (laughs) A lot of kids grow up with computers nowadays. They're in the classrooms. You pretty much know more about computers when you're five years old than your fucking parents at this point. Get your nose out of the computers when the games are on, on Sundays. Learn about the players by watching them. Not by, lo- not by looking at the Great screen point. and watching the numbers. Great point. Go by. Because you learn a lot more watching players on the actual TV play their games and stuff. And you'll be a lot better at making trades... You'll be a lot better judging talent and understanding what's going to happen with that team with those specific players. You could rape somebody in a trade without them knowing it because you watched them and they didn't. And if you and if you are not a kid, don't work on Sunday. Done. Don't go to church. (laughs) (laughs) If you can have your way, don't work at all until you're done with uh, the high school. Yeah. the truth is, uh, to that end uh, that you were just talking about, um, I totally agree. And there's a, stu- a study, a thing that I read, I think it was the New York or something like that. There was a study done at, at a restaurant in New York that was very, very popular. And all their ticket times had gone down and all they, they were getting all these bad reviews and all this shit. And they found out they had a study, a group come in and film everything. And it's not like bar and restaurant impossible or anything like that. But they found that basically everyone's on their cell phones so much that it slows everything down and people don't even open up their menus. They're taking pictures of their food, getting the waiter to take pictures of them. <laughs> so then they're true. sending back the cold food. Like, this is cold. Send it back. It's like, maybe if you weren't taking pictures for the fucking last five hours, five minutes, your food would have been ready and hot. So the whole study like backfired. It's like, it's not the restaurant's problem. They're still running the same situation. It's We're so fucking connected to our phones, computers while you're watching the game. Sometimes you just got to go by what you coined three or four years ago for Pyro, the eye test. Yeah. I mean, that was that was all Charlie's thing. That was he, Charlie. He kind of went overboard. He told us about how he likes guys with lower, lower, uh, big lower bodies and nice. Big I, I stand legs. by. I, I stand by. Remember, I remember by. having that. Yeah. I like <laughs> running backs with wide asses. But <laughs> I, I think you threw MJD in there. MJD. Was one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a guy. But you had the eye test. Ray and Rice. Goes, Ray Rice was in there. Yep. It goes, I, because goes, the, the big glutes. It's, lo- it's it's a game. Look, it's a game of leverage. That's I, that's something that I've heard. Like former players, that yeah. is what this game is. Absolutely, leverage. And if you can't, those little pinball guys that are shifty like that, you can't you can't knock them down. Like you can't knock them down. First of all, you can't see them. Second of all, they don't get they don't move easy. That right. Mean, exactly. it, the, I mean, it, it's the difference between moving a triangle. Uh, while it's sitting on the ground in a square, it's a lot easier right. to move a square than it is to move a triangle. Right, exactly. You know, but I, if you I don't, don't know if you guys understand, that's a little phys- <laughs> physics math right there. I want to back. I want to back, back you up on the eye right. test. The, yeah, eye, the exactly. eye test is huge, and, and you mentioned watch college football. But even if you watch college football, you can't watch all college football. What I recommend is when you see these guys that come out, it, 
watch their highlight reels. Yeah. Now, when you're watching the highlight reels, also realize it's a highlight reel. They're not showing you what they do poorly. Yeah. <laughs> right, but and but, people criticize YouTube scouting, but 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 you can see what they can. Do. Ex- right, exactly, exactly. And if you're any look, if you're any good at it, and if you're not good at it, that's fine too. Recognize that you're not, and find people that right. that are and listen to them. Well, listen, I was last year, and I, I'm, I'll give it all to D Rex. You, you're the one that turned me on to the the YouTube scouting on this because I should have been onto it a long time ago. And I and it was when we were discussing. I go, well, I don't know who to grab for this last run back. I'm, I'm deciding between Stefan Taylor or Andre Ellington. You go, have you watched the highlight <laughs> films on these guys yet? I go, no. You go, I'm hanging up the phone with you. Yeah, you look up both of the, you watch both their tapes, and then you call me back. Yeah, and I call him back. I'm taking Andre Ellington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 the best way to go. And to be honest, Charlie, hats off to you. That, you know, the eye test is is something that that you've definitely brought into the mix of Pyro, and it's it's crucial because we look at box scores in this. We look at this, and you watch your favorite game, and now even at this stage, and I'm guilty of it like anybody else. We're gonna get that package, that replay package this year for NFL, so we can't miss it. But sometimes right. you're in a moment. I'm at my lake house. All I got is red zone. I don't have the dish. You know, I don't have the dish walking around in my head with me, uh, and I'm watching it on on friggin' uh, you know iGoogle or whatever the hell this shit is called. And it's just a fact. You got to be able to watch as many games as possible. It's easy to to stray from that. But it's also important, especially in these dynasty leagues, watch the, the preseason. Okay, watch yeah. what they, these guys do because if you did, guys in dynasty leagues were grabbing Victor Cruz. Yeah. He wasn't going undrafted in dynasty leagues like he was. In, in redraft leagues those yeah. years because a guy who's making that many plays in preseason, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's also back to when Jeremy Shockey was a rookie. I remember that was one of the guys, like, I was watching a preseason game and I saw, like, three catches the guy had. I go, I'm going to make sure that he's on my redraft league. And I drafted him early. He had a pretty decent rookie season, you know, for tight ends. And, yeah, and very good rookie Very good rookie season. season. Yeah. So, but it's the eye test. It's seeing it. It's also, like, how we always, I always say, too, when a guy gets an opportunity and you finally see him on the field, when Andre Brown got the opportunity when David Wilson went down, I said, before he got hurt, I'm like, wow, I like what this guy does. He's back. I know. He's back. So that's another guy that makes scary as hell, but David Wilson's playing. You know, I know. The guy I know. thought might be the next uh, uh, Javad Best. I, well, you know what, though? And that's the other thing, like, a guy like him, he's like, as dogs don't sleep on me, uh, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same type of thing in Dynasty. He's a guy who was this highly touted guy who other guys, teams probably spent a high either rookie draft pick or, or either guys auctioned off and paid $15, $20, $25 for it. Wilson? Yeah. Wilson was getting, last year, Wilson, you could have gotten a boatload for, for Wilson. Wilson, right. Yeah. And, I mean, he was being hyped all over the place. But sure. he's now one of these guys that you can go into your draft and auction this year and steal for two, three, four, five dollars and now it's always how it always works out, too. Right. We talked about Adrian Peterson had been this number one pick for years and years and years. Last year, he ends up dropping to the third round because of all the, the, the scaring, uh, you know, or what he does. Two, years, was, ago, two years ago, right. And then, he, and then he blows up. And then all of a sudden, after that blow up, he goes back to number one and he doesn't give you the yeah. numbers. He's value, when, he's value when, he's, uh, when he's sitting there at three, not at one. Well, it's I, I, like, I, no, I, no, I, I assume you guys heard about David Wilson uh, at, at camp today. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned. 
Okay, that he was literally the most athletic yeah. kid on the whole and fuck entire field. Except Kyle just like Valverde. Because no one backflips better than, than David Wilson like Valverde. No. Valverde doing backflips is something right. to be seen. Exactly. It is. They both have the same neck. I'll tell you that. They got that nice, they, they got that nice real strong, thick neck. Yeah. It's, it's like a... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like a, it's like I, a between the Conan and the Destroyer thing, and, <laughs> I mean, all right. It, it's, yeah. just a, it's, it's just a, it's it's just one of these. Yeah. It's one of these. We shall see. Destiny or not. Uh, yes, destiny it is. All right, so quick. I want a couple quick questions uh, for you. Um, what do you love so much? Just just bottle it up in an, in an elevator conversation. Uh, I'm on we're on the first floor. We're going to floor sixty. You just talked to me before the elevator door opened about how awesome Dynasty is. What is it? You said a couple things in the in our as we were. I, I don't have a billion dollars, so I can't buy an NFL franchise. <laughs> so I play Dynasty fantasy football. Fucking awesome. That's awesome. That's great. It sounded just like a lawyer. Short, concise, Short, to the concise. point. It's good. What about you, Houdines? For me, it's it's everything that he just said. It's it's, it's truly about... He said five words. ...being a GM. <laughs> to me, it's about being a GM. I love manning, managing every aspect of my team. And knowing that, like you said, it, 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 the challenges and, and, and the struggles. It's something that I'm really good in redraft leagues. I've struggled the hell at times in Dynasty Leagues, and I've been very successful. But finding what that true formula is, I'm still searching for it. So, what I, I have... a moving target. I think that's, that's why the whole franchise don't, don't, aren't awesome for 20 years. No, no, straight. but there are, and there actually are. And that's, that, that's the thing, because if, once you learn the method, and I think I finally have figured out the balance of it's doing a good job of, of, of uh, really researching out who are these first, second, third-year players that are about to... To make a jump, as well as then uh, making savvy trades. I mean, there's so many things that go in that are involved into it, uh, as well as then you know being smart with who you're going to spend your money on at the auction, and is this person really going to give you the most value for the dollars that you're spending on them? I think I think we're we need you here more often. I think we're seeing why the uh, podcast goes over three hours. <laughs> I'm kidding. That wasn't even a long answer. I'm just giving you a little brief. Five words, two hundred seventy-four. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm going to give the opposing view. I fucking hate dynasty links. At this point. <laughs> okay, I don't want to say if I, I hate them. I don't fucking hate them, but I, I do so much research that dynasty links take time. They do. They take a lot. They take your time. They take effort to actually be good at them. You need to put in research. You you really need so to study. So does so does a, 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 a See, a I disagree with that. I, that's, 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 one of, that's one of my myths. I, I disagree oh, with so that. He disagreed with you. So go on with what you're saying, and you'll get your chance yeah, later no, no, on the show. No, 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 exactly. No, it's all good. No, I mean, I, I do so much research for this site. Yeah, I do so much research to put in all the rankings and all that sort of stuff. I don't have time. I, I, listen, I would love to be in a dynasty. I'd love to. I'd love to be a normal man. I would. I would love to be Clark Kent. <laughs> All right, we'll get over that. We'll get over that, we'll get over that yeah, fucking yeah. horse. Nice uh, work. But I, I seriously, I, I would love to use a normal condom. I hate these magnums. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, I, dynasty leagues are great. They are awesome, but they do take some time. I'm not going to say that they don't take some time because they do take. They take more time. Than redraft leagues. I'll tell you that right now. I know you're going to dispute that, Houdini, but you're wrong. 
They take more time than lead draft. That's a, but we're going to go to that myth later. So unless you want to just get it out of the way, but you already you, you just get it out of the way because I think both. I think I've heard Houdini say because I asked in our primer. I was like, is it a lot more effort to do? Um, a, a, you know, a, a dynasty league. I think it, it, there is. You just work so hard on it naturally that you don't. You're not making. You're being you're in it. Well, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of people so psych themselves the out, and I think you're psyching yourself out to what it is. It's like any, it's like it's like I anything. Know, it's like anything. You can get into the most complex redraft league. That takes time too, but it doesn't take as much time when you know the league. Yeah, when you're it. learning the league, it takes time. That's probably good. Once you understand what you're doing, I, I'm in four re, I'm in four dynasty leagues. If it took that much time and I work two jobs and I'm doing this, it's one of my jobs. Where do I have time to do anything else? It's I was like, gonna say, Houdini, you're back to hustling on the. I'm doing everything. I'm playing. I'm dice. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm holding a dice no, game on, on, on Wednesday night. It's still uh, commercial for this. Magnum. Have you heard? Yeah. So the, the fact is this: is that it's a it's a common myth. That and it's like this that people sit here and they go, oh, it's going to take so much of my time. Think about it this way: once you actually have your team established, we're I'm already sitting here going into all my leagues. I already have over 50, 60 percent of my team is already done. All I'm doing is having to fill in 40 percent of my roster. I'm not having to think about, oh my god, I got to worry about seven actual drafts that I have to do all the time. I have to do oh. There are seven. There are seventeen players available. I only want three of these seventeen. I have to get one of the. That, the amount of work is actually less. And then the other difference is, is that when it gets into the regular season, instead of just doing actual ad drops, it's yeah, maybe that takes an extra five minutes a week to figure out how much I'm going to bid on a guy. I mean, it's that's, to me, it's not that difficult. That's probably right for most people, but. This guy, I know. Well. His nickname is Dog. He's tenacious, you know. He, when he gets into something like that, it's gonna be that, like that finding out which guy you should bet on. That what which guy's right. worth fourteen versus twelve. That's like fourteen that, hours yeah, 14 of comparative hours of analysis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's true. And, That's a good point. He's got, so, some, pro- so, he's got so, some problems. It might be. But, my, you're right. It what, might be my my problem. One great one dog. Could you imagine Dog in as many leagues as you guys? Oh my God. He, he would get out. Of he would have Google Glass. He'd have an iPad over here. He'd have his phone over there. Which he'd is need to change the rotation like, of that Earth so like there are more hours in the day. Yeah, I tried know. doing. I, I tried doing it with baseball, but about 15 years ago, I was working at Stats. I, I had literally about 10 leagues going with baseball. Next thing I knew, it I was divorced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fucking kidding. Okay, I'm not. I am not kidding. So, uh, I, I quit doing all that, and my life hilarious. is no better. And one, then, and then well, started a website. One great yeah. thing about Dynasty is it makes. I think it increases the appeal of redraft because it's. You, know, I mean, you long it's for like it. dating the crazy chick. You know, like redraft. Like you're not marrying her. Like you could like oh, it's, it's one a great it's year. Like, it's exactly it's a great year, but it's you like discard four, it. It's like four and a half months of just going fucking I have bananas. Seven rounds of one night stands to pick. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's fantastic. But it really does no, it I mean it makes Hilarious. it's a totally different approach. And it's it for me, it's re- really invigorated, reinvigorated my my interest in well, which is why I, which is also because yeah. you've been married and have kids and stuff. I, yeah. I would love it too. <laughs> like, Same reason why I say that if, when you're in dynasty leagues, you have to have the rookie draft so that you have at least an aspect of a redraft. Well, the rookie draft has to be a part of any dynasty league, unless you're 
submitting them to auction, which is one way to do it. But the rookie draft, I think, is... And that's the segue. We've talked about all this stuff already, so, you know, just... There's going to be some recovering of tracks here. But um, what I have here is is a point I wanted to find out is and something we've gotten, probably the question we've been asked the most about people that are starting to get into Dynasty Leagues is, uh, what is the rookie versus veteran, um, you know, dynamic? In drafting, going, when you're in a Dynasty League, how do you, what is that, what's that degree of how many of these kind of rookies, and we, and we touched upon it a little bit earlier, but for you guys, if there's kind of a style or a, or a um, you know, a, a a construct that you usually like to stick with. You got these many rookies that you're drafting. You want this many kind of young guys, middle guys, couple studs, but are losing. How does that work in Dynasty? How do you kind of pull that together? Is it something you don't even think about, or is it something you really got to consider? Well, I, I think I think the rookie draft becomes the the, the most important yeah. the most important aspect of the league. Uh, we discussed earlier the salaries and contracts, and I really do think for a dynasty league auction is a way to go. You can do a draft, and then you can do you know you can have a player assigned to a round and that sort of thing, and that's great too. And I'm sure there are great leagues that do that. Uh, the way we do it is we do we do the auction, but the rookie draft is a draft, and the way we do the way we assign picks is. We have 16 teams. The top eight teams make the championship playoffs. Blue balls and clown balls. Different league. Different league. Different league. Yeah. He's in that league, though. He knows the, that league. The bottom, the bottom eight teams play for the number one overall pick. So it and keeps everybody involved throughout the it whole It keeps everyone oh, involved. But if you have, let's say you just have a real tough year, you can't fall lower than a third overall pick. And so the. The t- the like although two- then can, I, can I propose on on our podcast here a rule change for your league? No, for the team the, that finishes four, last, you need four owners to, to uh, propose an amendment. Otherwise, it's shelf for you. I'm telling you, but I'll tell you this. I'm just telling you, is a team that that I, I bottomed out. I bottomed out last year. No, I bottomed out last year. I bottomed out last year, and I'm on the rebuild, and I'm and I'm feeling good about my chance in my rebuild. But even though you have the worst team and you lose that that first round pick becomes a third. You should get the first pick in the second round and the third round. That's that's true. I it's agree. not the way that it is right now. It's not you the way it is right now. We need to change that. So. It's not the way it is right You know what I think we should have as well, and this is something that we should – I think if you lose trans – because we have all sorts of different contracts, and we have a restricted free agency with, that we call transition uh, that, that Houdini calls <laughs> tranny. Tranny, tranny, yeah. tranny. <laughs> And I think if you lose if you lose if you lose a restricted free agent, I think you should get a supplemental draft pick at the end of the third round. I like it. Anyway, uh, but the the point is, the the college draft becomes the basis for your for your entire league, and it has to be because. That's the way the bad teams get better. That's it's also the way the NFL, NFL does it. Yes, yeah, yeah. and you, I mean, you talked about right. That we talked about yeah, that. Talked but about that's it. that's. I mean, that's the way we do it. And there are a lot of different ways to assign. You could do a lottery to assign the college draft picks. By the way, that I mean, that's as long as we're mentioning these things. That's another beautiful thing about being in these dynasty leagues. You get to use words like the franchise tag. And the transition tag and stuff like that that they actually use yeah. in football that you're always wondering about and like ah oh, he's the franchise you get to use it you get to actually think about it like I I I really do want to franchise tag this guy 
I really don't want to put this guy in a transition tech. It's it's a beautiful thing. You learn more about the actual sport and the, the, all the inner workings behind it that general managers and, and, and owners and all of them really go through. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's really a lot of fun just to learn that stuff because you feel it on your own team. You feel it with certain players and stuff. It's, it's, no. It is. It's, it's a beauty. It's something you don't ever go through with redraft. Well, and the other thing, too, and again, what Charlie's saying is how you divvy out that number one pick. And, and the key is that you want to avoid tanking, right? Tanking is the biggest right. thing that, that, that spoils any league. Especially annual leagues, and, and in annual leagues, it's a lot harder to prevent tanking. Yes. So agreed. in 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 our leagues, in these dynasty leagues, it's either going to be through a a best of the worst uh, playoff, where whoever is, is the best team of the worst may have been the team that just missed the playoffs. They have a chance to win the number one pick. Okay. So there's no guarantee that just because you're the worst, you're going to get. Playoff, they'll do head to head for the pick. Yeah. Uh, yes. On week 17 or something. Through, no. no, it's uh, week 14, 15, 15 16. 16. Just like oh, yeah, just like yeah, the other yeah, ones. Yeah, so it's yeah, an eight yeah. and eight. We have uh, uh, oh, a like full playoff. That right. is your. So the guy that wins those last week gets the number gets one. The number gets one the number one pick. Get it? That's that's, that's still you know right. you know what's great is a lot of times everyone trades that pick. You, what's it, it, this is what happened with Trent Richardson, what we were talking about earlier. I traded Weiss that pick because I was poised to make a run that year. The wheels totally fell off. <laughs> yeah. I missed the playoffs. By but one I was, spot. But I was, the, I was the ninth seed, right? So I'm the first seed in the bottom eight. And I win the first pick for Weiss. Yeah. And then Trent Richardson <laughs> fist fucks <him. laughs> Right. Because, because what the best part was. Because he thought he was getting Adrian Peterson. No, no. And you talk about how the rich got. No, no. And you, and you, no, no, no. Let's even talk about it. Let's take it to the next level. No, no. No, you can. You can. You can. And it has been written. The, the team that was the perennial winner in our league is Pretty Duckling. I was one of the few teams I knocked him out when I won my two championships. I knocked him out of the playoffs both times. This guy has won what, like six? Steve Swan, you know Swan. He's won like six. Swan has changed that name. Swan is a great. He's amazing. He's won the last two titles in my in my league that goes into the playoffs. He's a great player. He's an amazing player. So because I did that, he also. This was the other thing. My team, Swan's team, and this other team, Jay France franchise's team. We're, we were three of the most powerful teams at the time who had all traded our gotten to these the top three picks through trades. So in that season, I as the number one take Trent Richardson. Then the strongest team in the league, oh, number two takes Andrew Luck to go along with, oh, Peyton Manning and, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my Right. You're talking about how the rich get richer, and then Fran- and we have a super flex so you could start two, two quarterbacks. quarterbacks. <laughs> so, but the quarterbacks so, yeah. don't score as many points as they do in normal. No, leagues. but they get they solid, get, solid. When you have a guy who's throwing 12. you three touchdowns a week, you're doing fine. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah in our league, if in, in this super league, the scoring thing. is if your guy, if if a if a guy gets ten to fourteen points in a week. That's a really, really solid week. Something like twenty-five points is just you're burying. Yeah, you're you're killing everybody. And quarterbacks routinely get eight to eleven points, right? So if you're starting two quarterbacks, it's like you're starting two running backs that are basically getting eighty yards and a touchdown. Exactly. Right. And so then the other team who had the number three pick, who was also a super strong team, 
who had taken uh, he got R- Robert Griffin the third with the third pick. Yeah. He also took uh, Colin Kaepernick in the second round. And the guy who also has Giovanni Bernard and Jimmy Graham and Calvin Johnson. But this, and Mike goes, to, this goes to the importance of <laughs> trading picks. Right. Because this is how... This how the is rich how, get richer. Right. Because you're in a position of strength and you say, look, I have this young guy who he's not going to play on my team, but he can play for you and I'll give you... You can trade picks two years out in our league. I'll give you this guy for your first in two years. Wow. And... That sounds so you know? fun. And it I'm pays off. And the other Pyro's thing is this. Be dying. We're moving Pyro League to Dynasty. Here's the other thing that's crazy about it, too, is that if, if you have a reputation of being the guy who finds talent, you just can just grab almost anybody and go to somebody. I'll tell you what, I don't want to trade this guy, but I'll trade him to you. And they'll be like, I want that guy because you had him on your team. And they think that it's just because you picked him, he's going to be gold. And then they just, you're able to take advantage of more, more yeah, it sounds like a lot. Of, it sounds like a lot of fun. While we were talking about that, two QB leagues, and we obviously can't talk about it yeah. too in-depth because that's a podcast in its own, and people have asked us to do a podcast on it. It is. It's... Uh, we, did a, we did our uh, um, <laughs> Magic Man's uh, professional uh, expert league last year, and there was two uh, QBs. What do you guys have to say, just kind of quickly, when it comes to di- Dynasty and two QB leagues and all that sort of stuff, is there another co- sort of strategy that you want to do, or w- w- just talk you, about? You it think it's the way of the future? Well, I, I mean, I'm not the, I, I didn't, you know, come up with this no. or anything, but I think it's, I think you, I think you have to do it. Otherwise, I mean, if you're in a 12 team league with one quarterback, why would you draft a quarterback before the seventh round? Like, I mean, I, I get if Aaron Rodgers falls to you in the middle of the second or something, you know. Rodgers, Breeze, Manning, I get that. But at the same time, Tony Romo is going to be, like, on a week-to-week basis, he's going to put up numbers similar to that where if you're just loading up in the first seven rounds on other positions. And he's on the top well, right now. breaks his back in week nine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, right. right. But, I, but there are a lot of guys that you, if you just have to start one quarterback, it's just too deep for it to have any kind of meaning Unless you have a guy that goes completely bananas and tilts the field like Manning did last year, but that usually doesn't happen. So you have a lot of guys that's pronounced even more in the basic standard, you know? Right, right, exactly, right. So and then when it does happen, it almost makes the whole league unfair. It's like right, there's the one player you win. Right, exactly. Whereas if he has Manning and uh, and his second guy is EJ Manuel, right? Then all of us and you have. You have Romo and uh, and Kaepernick, or you know, all of a sudden it's like makes it a little more even, right? I just think it's the other thing is like that's important. That's again getting back to making it to trying to emulate the NFL. Obviously, they don't start two quarterbacks, but the importance that's of the quarterback. Why I don't like it. Just so you know, that would be the one reason as a Puritan to do this. I would want to make it feel. I like the way you're doing uh, individual defensive players. Right. I would want to make it feel as kind of true to. Actually, the formations and players that are playing in the game. No, and that's fair. And uh, the the way I I guess get around that in my mind is it it puts an increased emphasis on the most important position because otherwise, what I mean, quarterback is the most important position on the field, right? right. And no one gives a shit about taking your fancy quarterback. Yeah. So what's what, that? That to me is just although, although you s- stupid, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I, I, there should be a little more emphasis right. on that position. Exactly, itself. and that's why we, we start two of them. 
That's why that we, makes it. But in this, in this goes important. for dynasty and and redraft. That's why I like the super flex option because it introduces that element where people can can focus on it, or you don't have to. You can now. What is super super flex? Is quarterback? You could start at that position: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So any one of those, just it's a flex position, but includes quarterback. But it and it scores the same, like a quarterback scores the same amount of points. Yeah. So now so it's not the same no as a quarter- thing. It's not super flex. It's any type of flex. So so understand this. Well, well, most well, times people, people say flex. They think they think running back, wide receiver, receiver, tight end. But but here's the other thing that keeps it's just called super flex because quarterbacks add to it. You are not super flex. Maybe the quarterback scores half its points. No, no, but but like if you happen to have Manning and Rodgers, that's interesting. But but the thing would be this is. You're not going to go ahead. You are not going to do a super flex where you have quarterbacks that score six point touchdowns. I agree. I agree. And there are ways to get around. There are ways to get around that. To get around, you know, I'm not. It's getting a little too specific. Well, right. no, but, but, but no, understand. That, understand. I agree in, in, in the idea of the future of really making things more legitimate toward where people should be drafting quarterbacks first, right? If you want to make it more like the NFL in that term. Or at least they should have they should have an increase in points. It should, you should not be thinking about taking Aaron Rodgers in the middle of the second round. Right. Which is where his home is. Based on fantasy football calculators, his average draft position right now is 19.9 Ugh. over... 2.8 overall. That's yeah. crazy. Aaron Rodgers... Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean the that's, thing is, is he could very well have the most points in the entire league next year. And in 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 real football, Aaron Rodgers is kind of important. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw this, I'll throw like, this out there to you though too. Like I'm going to take Eddie Lacy over. That's just I'll, t- I'll throw an opposite. Yeah. I'll throw I'm an opposite. Take, I'll throw an opposite side on this for you. Running backs maybe taken. Right. Over, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Kind of. I was in a two quarterback league back when. My second quarterback was Troy Aikman, okay? Um, and I did horribly because of that, because I didn't even realize it was a two-quarterback league. I was just like, like, oh, my God, all these guys are letting me draft all these great players, and my team did shit. So this is the one fault, fault to these two-quarterback leagues is because if you are a guy who, let's say you're on the wraparound, right, and you're able to get quarterbacks Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan, right? Right. Well, now you're at a distinct advantage because no matter what, even in even in tough scoring systems, just because quarterbacks throw as many touchdowns as they do, compared to now, you don't have any running backs that are running for 20 touchdowns. You don't have any wide receivers that are catching 17, 18 touchdowns. Those are gone now. Everything's being more spread out. That having that 30, 40 touchdown, two of those 30, 40 touchdown, 35, 40 touchdown quarterbacks, is a distinct advantage. And so then what? What became an issue is that in the two quarterback leagues, as far as my experience, you had better grab your two quarterbacks by rounds five by, by round five, or you're done. Well, that's why I like the super flex because it doesn't make you do that. Right. You could you could do that if you want, but it, for, we we need to be careful because saying they're thirty five to forty touchdown quarterbacks, if you pick two thirty five to forty touchdown quarterbacks in a two quarterback league, you should win. Period. Right. But you have you that, opp- you have but that you, opportunity. But the difference between 25 to 30 guys and 35... No. But if you're that wraparound pick, you actually have that opportunity where people are normally in, in standard drafts wrapping with How the many two. guys threw 40 touchdowns last year? Yeah, but if you're talking, if you're talking yeah. 35, if you're talking, I'll bet you by... You know how you, 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 know you counteract it? 
I could always get. I'll bet you I could get at the end of have the, the first second round. Have the second and Ryan. You know, and that second again, quarterback score half points or three quarters, or just half points or three quarters. That way, if you have, uh, let's say, EJ Manuel and Aaron Rodgers, maybe you want to put EJ Manuel one week as your top quarterback and, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right, 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 right. And only get uh, half the points. That's so interesting. That's well, you want not, and this yeah. is also, be cool to assign them. Position, and this is a great like starting position for yeah. all of our listeners out there. This is how so this is how leagues start. Right. This is how league rules form. This type of conversation that we're just having right now, this is exactly how rules formed in three of my leagues. And yeah, and there's yeah. number, there's a number, there's a couple pieces that you, there's a piece you did. What was it? Uh, turn. It was like opening the curtain back on leagues. That, oh, no, that was something was, uh, a little different. Uh, starting your own league. Starting your own league. We talked about. We couldn't remember the the, the title yeah, before. We, we, it's got so, George Washington on it. It has the Chicago Football Constitution in it. It has my 14 league. Uh, Walter Payton Do a search for starting yeah. a new league on Pyromaniac, and you'll be able to find it. Um, what I want to do now, I think we talked pretty well about uh, the, the two quarterback thing, and uh, Charlie don't surf. You said the other day, like, hey, do I need to write anything? Guess what? That's two quarterback what you get to write. league. All right, give us. Let's do a piece. Let's do a piece on that. I think you've got a lot of insight on it. It's just more of like different kind of approaches to it. I think that could be really cool. Trying to come up with that uh, that approach I was talking about there. The, the I like half, that. The half for the second quarter. It's really good. I like yeah, that. I, I that makes, cool it too. makes having two quarterbacks worth having. Right, because some... And some it's not overwhelming. Right, because some drafts... And if there's you strategy have two, to it by what you said by playing your lesser because yeah. you think he's got a better matchup. Right. But that can blow up in your face because your your horse is your horse. Right. Yeah. Your two court, the Some of those two quarterback leagues, the drafts... Right. You end up taking guys like that are... Friend, like you take Jake Locker in the third round, that shouldn't have. You can't tilt no. the scale the other way. Exactly, you, know? you can't right. make it so it's so important, right? Yeah. That your exactly. your first two picks are automatically quarterbacks, right? You know. Well, here's something I'll talk about a little bit more on players and going back to some of the questions that we get on um, on our second opinions and whatnot, and on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Uh, check us out there. We're doing some good stuff. Ask some questions. Give us some feedback, direct messages, put a, uh, post something, and ask a question. We'll we'll help you out there. Um, but I think you know one of the things that people have come. Remember one that we answered was a guy like I'm. I'm in a dynasty league and I'm torn. Should I be more folk? I, I got Calvin Johnson on my radar on my team. She's Calvin Johnson this late in his career. Um, is that a better guy to take? Let's say this year, 2014, or should I be waiting and trying to get some younger blood? And this is maybe more on the key. This is maybe more of a keeper question now that I kind of think about it. But how do you think about a player that's that's uh, in, in a dynasty league? Is it all about money? Would you? Do well, you let's like let's it turn it into a dynasty question. So yeah, let's say that you have a Calvin question. Johnson who is let's say is still below mark fair let's market say value. reasonable thirty dollars thirty dollars. No, no. reasonable oh, no. market value. Well, even cheaper than market value because he's the number one wide receiver. But cheaper, you're obviously going to keep him. Right. So, so if we say yeah. 45, 40, yeah. $45, yeah. right, 45, 50 bucks. Right. right. Or even slightly above. Yeah. 55. And he seems to be higher. He seems to be higher. My personal opinion is a guy like Calvin, you run him into the ground. Until, unless until someone, he shows you he's not there. Unless, but totally, by then, no totally one's, no one's going to give you anything for him. Well, by then, by, if you're going to trade Calvin Johnson, you do it now. Because then you're going to get 100, 110% value. Yeah, exactly. But... At the same time, that's a unless you, unless you find someone who's giving you a guy like 
who maybe if we're gonna talk about tiers, right? Calvin's his own tier. I think we can all agree yeah, on that. I agree with that. And when, then we have to a point at this point, right? Lashawn McCoy. But in terms of reliability, if when you Reli- take reliability into the equation, uh, dynasties wise, yes. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. He's I'm, the guy. I'm who, the anomaly here. You guys, okay. You can trust him. You're over here. Like it's in general market terms, he's on his own tier. Yeah. Then you have guys like Thomas, Des Bryant, AJ Green. If if you could turn Calvin into one of those tier two guys, which is a, in my opinion still a super elite tier, Calvin's just a freak of nature. And all those guys are about four right. years younger at if, least. If yeah. you can turn him into one of those guys and something that you like, then like, I would do it. But if you're talking about like something. if you're talking about like and something that's like speculative, no, fuck that. He's <laughs> a he's, he's that. a proven commodity. Who is giving you amazing points? He's the number one guy in his position. It's got to be better this year, I think. Well, maybe let's, he gets let's, hurt or old. I made I made fun of Charlie on, on, on my trade. I, I think I hosed him. He hosed me um, when I had Adrian Peterson in the league, who was at like twenty nine or thirty dollars around. It was like I'm at a point where I'm like I know Percy Harvin also involved. <laughs> right, exactly, right. But yes, I was at a, this was this yeah, was two, this was the year him this or. was the year that this was the year that Adrian had his two thousand yard rushing season. So before that season, and I'm going, I'm looking at my team, going, I think I need to dump Adrian now because I can get the most trade value because his salary then jumps. And I'm not going to get someone that's going to give me a lot. And and Charlie had a a, a cheap. I know what I'm going to call this podcast: Houdini's League. Well, that was great because this is this is a this is a Charlie screwed me on the deal so right, hard. We don't care about all this. We're trying to talk about big concepts. You keep on talking about your team. And but this is a big concept. So the big concept is if you have that guy like the Calvin Johnson, like Adrian you're talking Peterson. about Adrian Peterson. This is the thing: you need to move him for the biggest amount of money when you can. If you pass that line of no return, then you need to, as you say, you're riding him until he's dead, until he gives you the most value that he can. And you probably should ride him anyway. Yeah, Because those guys are up to you have around team. him. If you have a crap team around him, it matters if you have a crap team around him, yeah, you got to move him. You got to move him immediately. You get the most you can back for him. If you got a team that could win, ride him to the ground. Right, could you? If you can... If you can... Lose ten games with or without Calvin Johnson. What's the difference? What's the difference exactly? But now, you're if you're in a dynasty league, back. also where there's rookie drafts and like things are determined on on your record and stuff as well, where if you're at least securing that number three pick or whatever, and you're keeping Adrian Peterson on your team, and your team has nothing around him, and he's winning you three weeks like Jimmy Graham did for people last last year if they That's had him on a, on, a, on a losing team. Then that hurts you. So right, you know, exactly. You gotta right. him anyway. So might well get what, something what? for him exactly. and not allow him to continue to hurt your prospects for building your team next year. Who are some guys that you think will be high value in auction this year? We went through a couple before, and I want to get to my, kind of some more player kind of big sure. stuff. Are there any other guys that outside of the quarterback position that you think? They don't have to be rookies. You mean dynasty league? Yeah, dynasty league. Just who do you think are some guys? And, and I know it's, it's, it's hard, hard to say because of who is cap. Let's let's guess on who might be a free agent. Right. In a you gotta, you gotta, and what like, you're gonna figure is this. Here's how you gotta figure it. You gotta figure that it's usually gonna be a guy that was a has been in the league for at least five to seven years. Uh, has gone through a, a, a contract progression already. Or was disappointing like, for whatever right. reason. Is Calvin going to be available? In a, no, a no, he won't no. be available in any league. Because he was yeah. drafted as a rookie and no one's going to, even his escalation, because his escalation yeah. only has him at like okay. maybe $40. Even in a league. He's got to be older than Calvin. Let's say that. Or you have to have not been as good as Calvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. 
Right. So guys, but that's a great question because that's that's key. I mean, when I 2000, what was it? Oh, oh seven was the Moss, first Moss year in uh, New, in England? New England. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moss was coming off obviously the two Oakland, shitty seasons shitty. in Oakland. I got him in our auction for fifty four bucks, but I was all. I bought in on Randy Moss. You yeah. bought it on the ceiling. I bought in on. I, it's like I've seen this guy. I know what he is. Easily. I'm willing to. I finished most points, best record in the league that year, and I had a few other players, obviously, but that guy was. So that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. A yeah. guy like that that will be available. Right. That look, you're going to see a lot of guys that are. Rookies from 2013, 2012 that were disappointing. Marcus Wheaton is a guy that may be available in some leagues, but there are true believers on that guy. Yeah. Uh, so he may not be. Uh, a guy like. What, what about a guy? What do you think about a guy, a guy like, like Donald what do you, Brown? What do you think about a guy like Blackman? Justin? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think he's never going to play another. Game you think that? NFL. Okay, you think that? Okay, I agree. Okay. Right, and, but in terms of pure talent, come on. I, so I, I don't know. I thought that was like one of those guys you're going to be able to get for nothing. You will. That might happen. You might, will. Might, you might can get. I love his Donald Brown. You, you can get. You can get Justin Blackman for two or three bucks. And guess what? If you're rebuilding and your entire if, roster if it, sucks, if in a year and taking a half, up that one an opportunity. Hit, exactly. Right. Absolutely. Or Josh Gordon the same way. You know, if you know that you're playing for the long haul, I don't care. I can. Donald Brown's it, a guy that is that's a great call. Great Ryan call. Matthews. Gonna, first of all, they're going to be hit this. I think this is a contract year, or he's up after next year. Uh huh. Whatever. He'll be gone. They the, want the to Chargers, run the ball. Yeah, they, they want to run the ball. The Chargers aren't going to keep him. And he's an injury risk. He could, uh, Donald Brown could be very useful this year, yeah. you know, plus in the future, of course. But that, that's exactly guys like that. You know, what, do you, the, what do you guys think about Val Verde? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what do you guys think about um, Rashad, Jen, Rashad Jennings or something, someone like that? Love it. So is he going to be available in a lot of leagues? Yes. Is that a yeah. value? Yes. For what that's, that's, a, that's another, that's a perfect example. A guy that a lot of people liked and he was on a lot of rosters and then maybe you got burned by him because he didn't, he didn't flash after he flashed. Yeah. And then he was dropped. And then all of a sudden now he's going to the Giants. But that's a guy that if he's a free agent in a, let's say, again, since we're doing the 280 league, he may go for... If he's a free agent, he's going to go for 35 40 bucks. And that's, I feel like that's a value. Yeah, well, the other thing that is like... a value. You know, a, guy's like, a guy who has perennially in our league been a free agent wide receiver every year and every year going for like $60-plus is Andre Johnson. Yes, and, that makes sense. And this is a guy, though, who, you know, even though he's at this advanced age, you're going to look at him and go, well, but if he's there right. on that team... He's still going to get targets, and so in our league, he's still going to go for $55, $60. How about Eli Manning? And Eli Manning who is, is way in, down on in, our in, list especially as far as if the you're in a leagues, super right. flex or two-quarterback league. Eli Manning's a guy where he he buried teams last year. I mean, because he was a right. guy that, oh, right. well, you're going to take Eli late, and he'll throw for 3,800 yards or something and put up decent numbers for you. Be competitive, and he was just got off this year. I got another guy. Different. What do you? What do you guys? Awesome. What do you guys think Great. about in the? Uh, Dude, offense. 
uh, with Everyone three around, wide receivers to yeah. run out there with. Oh my God, Manning's gonna be. Like, and he's a free agent in the Chicago league, and Manning. he's gonna go for fifty dollars in the Chicago. He's gonna. That's he is because so I'm going What about what about um, another guy in New York that's kind of maybe similar, but probably not because he's not gonna have that kind of explosion season. But I'm still kind of high. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. What 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 is he what is he like? Is he gonna be so overbid that he's there's yeah, no way he can live no, up to it? He probably will be a free agent in a lot of leagues, and Chris. Chris Johnson to me was a he was a guy who had one hyper elite characteristic and when that went So did his whole game. Him being a different not him a being a non-fungible commodity. Versus rich? No, he's just, no, he was he's, a guy he'll be decent. He'll, he, but he's once he got the money. He's not he gonna he's not going to like where he used to win you five, six weeks a season. Last year that was down to two weeks. And that's kind of where you're at with him now. And he's on but, the Jets, and they're clueless offensively. But they so. do have, a, but they know how to run the ball, and they and they do have, uh, and they have a good, easy. So that's what they know how to run the ball. It's just that they do run the ball, right? Well, exactly. and, well, and they also exactly. have a very easy strength of schedule this year. But their offense it sucks. Their their head coach has no fucking clue on offense. But he likes sorry, big I'm names. Gonna, but he likes big names. He likes. He also likes to get tattoos of his shitty quarterbacks. He also yeah. likes that. He also likes his, his wife. wife his feet, wife wearing feet, the shitty feet. quarterback. Yeah. He likes her feet. Yeah, he likes feet. Let me see your feet. Honey. So, so oh, I love that. What I I'm love saying that, is, that belly it's a great. What I'll say about Chris Johnson, he will most likely be available in most of those leagues. He will go for a, a lot of money. He, you have to. It depends on your rules, and he has to be that right fit for you to want him, though. Right. You That's know, true. But I, I still, I, I just don't buy. I, Again, going back to schemes, what Dog was saying earlier, coaching, schemes, especially in the NFL, all these guys are the best. They yeah. are they are elite. They are elite. I exactly. Mean, there's always so many people. Look at Mark Trustman. Look at look at look at Trustman, okay? <clears throat> Trustman is he knows how to put points on the board. Yes. End of story. Sean Payton. His offense is going to score. Yep. That's guess what? You could take, you could replace Drew Brees with Josh McCown. No. It wouldn't be a Super Bowl caliber team. But guess what? They're going to move the ball. They're going to score points. Yeah, because well, these guys know and and more the Jets going back to the Jets, right? They don't have a fucking clue. Right. They don't. Rex Ryan couldn't find an offense. It, he thinks it's 1955. Right. Well, you bring up the biggest point for Dynasty when it comes to these rookie drafts. This is where, again, I'll just bring it up because it's about knowing the team that they go to, right? So, like, when Justin Blackman went to Jacksonville, I remember going, I love Justin Blackman. Oh, shit, he went to Jacksonville. I don't want him there. And I was like, I just don't trust what the quarterback situation was. I didn't know who the coaches were, that type of thing. When you see a Brandon Cooks go to a team like New Orleans, you go... God, I love it. You see a Jordan Matthews go to a team like Philadelphia, you say, God, I love it. You got you mentioned you earlier see a Reggie like, Wayne when he went to Indianapolis. It's like, right, did any right. of these guys go to the opposite? But if you're a Marquise right. Lee other, and Wayne you go to Carolina, right look, at you're a Marquise Lee. Or Jack, I'm sorry, Marquise Lee, now you're in Jacksonville. Or the guys that are in Carolina, the Allen Robinson and the Kelvin Benjamins. Well... Cam Newton has been there, yeah. Alan Robinson's in Jacksonville. He's in Jacksonville, too. That's right. It's uh, Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> either, either, either one. Either one. Either Offensively, the point covers for both these teams. Jacksonville is a question mark 
at, at quarterback, who that who that quarterback is. Cam Newton showed something last year, but did Cam Newton ever really make a wide receiver besides no. Steve Smith? And Steve Smith Steve was one was, was a blip of a was a yeah. right. Thank you. Was a blip of a resurgence of one year. He had not he's made, a great receiver. He has not made one. The only player that he's ever made anything there has been Greg Olson. No, no, no receiver. Brandon LaFell, Ted Ginn Jr., uh, the list goes on of all the... Uh, Geddes, wasn't he there? Uh, all the yeah. other these people I, The only never... person he's made good as a fantasy player there is himself. Is himself. Right. And he's killed D'Angelo and he killed Jonathan Yeah, he's killed Stewart. everybody. Yeah. Uh, to, I, you, to go real quick back to uh, Chris Johnson, uh, what we were talking about there, I mean... If you uh, remember uh, De Niro's line in uh, Untouchables, or, jeez, uh, what, what was I thinking about there? De Niro, the, the, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, it was De Niro. As, as uh, when he's like... Nothing but a talking a badge. Nothing, nothing but talking a badge. It's nothing but talking a badge. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's all he's got. He's got the badge yeah. of the 2,000 yards, yeah. and he's a lot of talk at this point. The guy has nothing left. I haven't seen a whole like lot at all. I like it. That was, that was pretty good De Niro. I got another, I got another analogy for you. He was playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, with some of the, some of his buddies. Did he also, what's that other game you play? I like it. Euchre. 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 Card game. That's a card game. I know. Euchre's a card game. It's a good card game. It's a very good card game. What? Dungeons I, and Dragons was a. I, don't know, I, really I was it. terrible at it. I never played Corporate Dungeons Family. and Dragons. Yeah, I played it with them. It's like, yeah, I've, I've won up and I can just make. Was the, the mom the dungeon master? Was the mom the dungeon master? <laughs> <laughs> You are going into a dirty room right now. This is Corcoran being a dungeon master. Oh my god, that's a great sight. Oh my god, I don't even know who she is. I know that's why it's so funny. Knocking out, knocking out like two packs of cigarettes in a in a sitting. Oh god, oh god, and about a twelve pack of uh, Pepsi. Well, Pepsi. She liked Pepsi. She did like Pepsi. She liked Miller Lights and Pepsi. Miller Lights. Miller Lights still weren't drinking to us, but that is awesome. Shouldn't really drink it. That is awesome. Dungeons and Dragons. Good stuff. Um, so, any other players we should talk about? Or should we shut this thing down? Should, is there well, any, I mean, is there I was going to ask wanna... one more question. Yeah, real quick. To go the back. last question, we can shut it down. Real quick. In, if you're in a, dan- a dynasty league, what is the most important position? What, considering, like, what, you know, you're paying for whatever and... They score whatever. What are you thinking? What's the most important position? Could be defense, could be offense. It's, a it's great not kicker, but I mean, what do you guys got? It's a great question. Um, I, my personal feeling is wide receiver is the most important position. And I know there's, there's a ton of depth there right now. So Is it may... important at the expense of wide receiver and that big down? Or is it expensive getting the value at it? Yeah, I, I mean, think that's it's a, a big question to have. Right, I think, am I paying for my dollars? Is it, is it, if you gave me... Okay, in the dynasty leagues I'm in, the teams right now that I think have the best rosters have something like 
Des Bryant, AJ Green, and then another interesting wide receiver at three. And I don't really give a shit what the rest of their roster looks like. Or and I'm like you, baby. And and I, with this caveat, if you have, if you have Jimmy Graham, that is that's the to me that's the linchpin for for fantasy football right now. Uh, I played. What if Gronk is really Gronk. truly healthy? If Gronk is truly healthy, he goes right there with him. Okay. <clears throat> then those guys, because you have one of those guys, you have a wide receiver one. Yes. At a position where, you know what? I like Julius Thomas. I think he's athletic and dynamic, but I don't have the faith in him that I have in those guys. If Manning is gone next year, or you, you know, dynasty-wise, he doesn't have the kind of prospect, long-term prospects that those guys have. Sure. And here's the thing we've talked about on the podcast a number of times, but it's just so important uh, right now, is, is just, and I feel the same way about the quarterback, even though the depth is there, and I feel like there's a lot of depth at tight end, too, but these two guys are just so elite, you're only playing one of them. In all leagues I'm in, I'm playing three wide receivers, you know? So when you've got that position where you basically can set it and forget it right? for every fucking game, it is so enormous. And that's why that Gronk happens. And if that Jimmy Grant happens, you're saying, how does the team look great? You like that two wide receiver and maybe a third inch? Right. No matter what. If you got that anchor with a, with a, a Jimmy Graham or or a Gronkowski, that thing just look, makes yeah, your exactly. paper team look so exactly. Anytime exactly. you have a those two guys are separation guys, okay? Separation guys. So maybe are the answer would be tight end with well, those no, two no, guys, no. Uh, but for everyone else. But here's my answer. Yeah. My answer is any position but running back because the running back just is such a short-lived position, and in dynasty, it's one of those things that. I had used running back to actually win leagues, but then that's also was why my leagues, my teams fell apart because you don't have anything else after that, and and you have to, with at least with a quarterback, you have a guy. If you have an Andrew Luck, you not have a quarterback if you potentially do a contract or however the salaries work for the next twelve years. If you find the right right wide so not receiver, not the same with RG three, not the same with Tannehill, no, not the same. No, with RG three is a running quarterback. Or, uh, is different. Wilson, no. Running quarterbacks are different. Russell Wilson, I maybe, I, yes. maybe, yeah. But Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson been, has been, yet to put up the for. points that Andrew Luck can put up uh, potentially. So can we'll, put up, but he has put up. I know, but but there's there's going to come a point where there's going to be that breakout, mm-hmm. and, it's, and and where Andrew Luck I is going to all of a sudden like go. I have nitro boost on my car. See you boys yeah, later. Yeah. What's up? I'm, I'm 45, 50 touchdowns. What does that happen? Is that but, happening? No, 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 no. So when you're asking Wilson about... can throw for 30. Let me get, I want to get off this conversation. This is not the point of what I'm talking about. My I know, point is, is uh, trying to who are you going to go after in Dynasty? I love like wide receivers because they don't get hurt as much. Because, right, and they last. Right, which is that, that's that point. Tight end as well if you find the right one. And quarterback. If you're looking for the guys to build long-term around, these are guys that if you acquire one of these guys at a decent salary that you know I can afford it for the next four or five years, that's a player, a wide receiver or quarterback, legitimately, tight end depending on only a couple guys, tight wide receiver and quarterback, yes, legitimate. If you find the right guys, they will last for you. In tight end, both those guys have been dinged. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've one, been, they've one been, far more than the other. Sure, but, yeah. but Jimmy, after the he got hurt. He won like twelve games. Year, yeah. he, I yeah. mean, now that's in a couple of, in a couple of big big money leagues I was in last year, I was big Jimmy Graham guy. He single handedly won me one of those leagues with like his first five weeks because yeah. he was putting up like insane one forty and two up, touchdowns. The numbers week. he put up in the first seven weeks doubled the numbers he put up after the planet right. guys. Right. Doubled. Right. Doubled his number, and they were still good numbers. But for he tight was, ends. the point is, he was he was dinged. Yeah. Question: yeah. Why hasn't and this is probably pretty big for a lot of listeners out there? Why hasn't defense been mentioned at all? Because it's fun, a fungible commodity in most circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because great question, there's, there's so seven great, different it's a, it's individual great positions. Question. You know, whatever. It's and after doing IDP, big. after doing IDP for a long time. It's great because it makes you a more informed fan. It makes you a more involved fantasy player. But the truth is, you could you can pick guys up on the waiver wire that will that will match a lot of high end. I mean, are there players? Yeah, there are guys like that. And no, this is the key. Gotta have them. You have to realize what Charlie just said is the key because I was a team that got lucky, and teams have gotten lucky where you were. You wait in our rookie draft to the second round, and you're the first guy to take the best linebacker off the board. Right. If you are lucky enough to get that guy, like I had Brian Cushing in his Willis, rookie year. Laurinaitis. Patrick Willis. Yeah. These guys are difference makers on your fantasy so team. So what, what round but, are you taking them? But this is the thing. Most guys, second round of the rookie draft. Right, but late first. But this is the point. Most guys don't take these guys, and no one values these guys. So last year when I had Sean Lee, who I had picked up off of waivers, who was putting up re- ungodly numbers because the guy makes every tackle, was had a touchdown, was like in on every play, defends passes, does it all. Until he broke. Until he, right now, and now, and now he's out. And now he's out this year. So like, I had all this money invested again. I had made the mistake of investing in defense. I had Sean Weatherspoon and him both gone for the year. So it's like I, I, my defense, I've eliminated it. But you say no one trades for it anyway. So why spend twenty, thirty dollars on two defensive players when you can spend eight dollars on those? Because no one's going to trade you if they're good anyway. The pro- the problem is in, in the simplest terms. Sit week one, your top linebacker gets 13 points for you. A guy on the waiver wire got nine. And that's the case there, every single week. Because there's so there many, there many linebackers. 2007 that comes along in your scoring rules. Oh, and that it, it happens every now and then, but when it does, it's a fluke. Like when Derek Brooks had three touchdowns in once, you know, and they were yeah. interception touchdowns. So. That's 10 points, plus he had 13 tackles in those games, so you're dealing with 23 points, and he did that three or four times. He wins you weeks. Yeah, guess what? That guy's going to be really important, but that's happened once. Where, you know, you have guys that have... That have that have 18, 19... No, he's getting in. Right? Oh, I'm talking about uh, Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas, yeah. Derek Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. right. No, okay. and then you have guys that have like eighteen sacks, yeah. right? 18 well, no, but that sacks, was the year. That Derek was, Brooks is getting in yeah, yeah, yeah. this the year. year right? The year, yeah. one of the years that I won my title, I went into to our auction with only needing to get four players, and I wasn't even at the auction. I, was, I sent my friend. I said, "I don't care what you do. You spend all your money to get Julius Peppers because the way that my team was set up, the only position that I needed to get points out of was defensive lineman. And Julius Peppers in two thousand nine or whatever it was is a guy." 
who could get you two sacks, three pass defenses, and four tackles in a week and get you 15 points. And I had Haloti Nada aside of him. Those two guys at defensive line were putting up five points more than every other team. Now, that's why it made sense to spend the $37, $30, whatever I spent on him. But normally, otherwise, no, you would never do that. One, did you guys see Nada dunking the ball this week? I did saw, he really? Saw a picture no. of him. He did a standstill dunk. How about this? My boy from Iowa, uh, uh, their, their top prospect, offensive yeah, lineman, he cleaned and jerked. This guy's sheriff on Iowa. This guy's an offensive tackle. He cleaned and jerked. 443 pounds this week. Really? Was he picking up Robert Gallery? <laughs> two of him. And his mom. And his mom. Well, here's a question. More if his mom the... is two pounds, yes. <laughs> While we're talking quickly about defense, oh, I thought that was a great question by you. Are there, if you guys were to name five guys this year that are like you that year when you had Nada and, um, and, and Peppers, are there any guys that are deep, individual defensive players this year that you think could have that kind of blow-up season where it's worth going early on, worth spending on a lot more money on, that just could, like you said, if it pays off and the stars align, you're like, nice, that's better than having... Yeah, I couldn't come up with five. It's hard. There are guys that can. Here's the best thing that I Forget about this. Here's the best thing that I Who cares if everybody in the league is listening? Here's what you look for. No, no, that's not the point. Believe me, I've lost players because of it. What you look for, if you're looking for a defensive lineman, per se, then you want to find the guy who has the amazing pass rush on the other side who's going to get all the attention. If you remember as Bear fans here, there was a guy named Mark Anderson. Absolutely. Who had 13 sacks for the Bears uh, in one year. Why did he have 13 sacks for the Bears? It wasn't because he was so good. It was because Tommy Harris was so good up the middle that he forced quarterbacks outside into Mark Anderson. And that's why he got all the tackles on all the sacks. Same thing when it was uh, when when the, the last year Julius Peppers was in Carolina. Whoever was the other guy that was outside of him, Again, no schemes, was getting as many points as Julius, if not more, because Julius gets all the attention and he gets all the glory. Uh, that guy's name. If you're not, you know what I mean. But it's like so. This is where you're looking for the guy you want to have. That guy, uh, uh, like Jason Babin, had a huge year one year when it was uh, the other guy on the side of him was, was, was doing too, everything. Got another chance here. But this is what happens. So you want to find, you know, where everyone's paying, you know, and Dominican Sue or whatever. There's going to be somebody else on that Detroit line that's going to get all the sacks. It's already happening. But there's that other guy on the team that uh, spacing his name too. I'm, I wish I knew better. Young is it? No, uh, the guy. The guy. He's awesome. He's been a Pro Bowl over the last couple years. Uh, Detroit Lions on the other side of Sue. Oh yeah, what's Was that not Ziggy? No, No. he's a second year guy. No, but okay, no, no. There's a good one. Ziggy Ansah is a guy who's going to have the potential to make that jump because he has a guy like a Dominican Sue in the middle, and and it's all in that in that situation. So that's what that's what we're looking for. You you want to find the same thing when you have that that linebacker. Think of it this way. If you have a, 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 a on teams where you get points for defensive players, it's about tackles most of the time, okay? And there are some leagues that don't even give credit for assisted tackles. They only give you for solo tackles, which sucks then. If that's the case, the guy who is your rush linebacker, you don't want him. You want the guy who is that uh, the will linebacker who's out there like, you know, looking to make all the tackles, okay? Like like Lance Briggs. Lance Briggs scored a ton of points in fantasy over the last seven years Charles as the guy who gets 
13, 14, 15 tackles a game. Like a guy who would have been amazing this year, the rookie last year, Kiko Alonso. That's a huge loss for Buffalo. You know, it's like this guy was everywhere for them. So when you have those guys, you know, understand that that, that's all I said. Look for the stud who's going to get all the attention. The guy on the weak side usually going to get all the tackles. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask each one of you guys just an individual question, uh, or just let you guys talk about a point, and we'll just quickly do the do a do a one and done, and we'll shut this thing down. It's a great friggin' podcast, as always. The energy the energy you're bringing to the show, Charlie, is awesome. We would love. To have you on as much and, and more as, as you want, so please let's try and find more time because uh, you're an old school pyro uh, uh, a brother, and uh, we would love to have you on anytime. If you ever think about it, text me, email me, and say I want to be on this week's podcast, and we'll say All right, every you're week. There. Yeah, is you, all you got to say you want to be here, and we'll love to have you. Do you show up here at eight o'clock Wednesday night. You're in. Yeah, every so, time. Please, you, we want you here more. I'd love to do it. You are my bombarder. <laughs> Ten thousand women. I bet that bet, uh, bang Olivia yeah. Diablo was one of them. Totally banged Olivia. He's like, you know how many chicks I've been with, right? I'm seven foot <laughs> one and I got a big yeah. dick. You know what size <laughs> shoe I wear? Yeah. You know what? You know that. You know where my trailer's at? I'll see you soon. The rest of the rest of Schwarzenegger. podcast go by without listening to um, a great, and what we're going to do is we're going to talk softly while this music's playing because it's going to inspire us. This is, well, this is the one song that actually was in the original Conan that they brought to the second Conan. This is the Conan song, to be honest. That's a great song. Um, you know, I think I want to go around and do a quick question for each of you guys. Yep. Make it quick, and we'll shut it down, and we'll be at two, two hours and 30 minutes, which is shorter than about... Five words, like the lawyer. Let's do it. Uh, what's, when you go to drafting or auction, what is, the, what is the, the advice you live by in an auction draft at a moment that you really say, 
Hold on. What what do you do that that, that, that makes you succeed there? Get a stud. Yeah. Get a stud and then the, the rest is filler? Do not do not find yourself in a position where all the elite guys are off the board and you have a ton of money and you can get basically depth. And so does that mean you're spending that earlier or the way these drafts work? Depends, draft depends, depends, you have depends on how the auction goes. Because some auctions are like you'll go let's say we have a hundred dollar cap, Jamal and Charles will go for thirty bucks and then McCoy, Peterson and uh Forte, Forte. Go for 45, 50. And like, so you need to, and that's why experience is very helpful. But is it shooting to that end? Is shooting your wad early? And that's kind of been something you've gone back to all, all again and again um, is kind of spending your money earlier. And then that value happens and the name's pulled out of the hat and you're like, so how does that work? That's why experience about? is experience. key because you know what guys. If you've done auctions, you know what guys should go for, and you know what they're gut. And then if you see someone going over that, you're like, "I'll let that. I'll the, let the that worst roll part, out." Actually, if you've done, if the you, worst part, I've done Charlie, dozens of auctions. The worst point. part of experience, Charlie, is seeing a guy go. You go, he can't go for that price, twelve dollars, and then you're ending up bidding on guys because you don't want someone to get that value, and then you get stuck with them. And you worst, didn't need him, but you just like that's there's good, no yeah. way that I can let this guy go for that. Worst value. part of worst part of an auction is when you're in the middle of the auction and you have a ton of money, but all the players that change the game are off the board, and you're like, awesome. So now my I have a ton of dough, and I'm getting bargains on guys that aren't going to help me win. Oh, I just got Brandon LaFell. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Exactly. To back your point awesome. about why you need to get that stud <laughs> is because if your team, the wheels fall off, that stud is the trade bait that is going to give you return to build your team yeah. for next year. Yeah. If you fill your team with $25 middle-of-the-road guys, no one's going to pay for them unless they blow up. And otherwise, you're not going to get any value for them. Next question for uh, Houdini is, have you ever in an auction draft said, I'd buy that for a dollar? I would love to because I love RoboCop. It's <laughs> a, a great and I, say, I say that it's in life. I'd buy that for yeah. a dollar. Sometimes you're like, I wish I hadn't bought that for a dollar. You're like barfing in an alley. It was a, it was a taco at a crappy yeah. little place. You had some cat. One of the greatest lines Everything of all time. Everything I've bought for a dollar. One of the greatest lines of all time in RoboCop. Bitches leave. You know what? You know what? We are doing a RoboCop will be my next will be my next uh, yeah, uh, uh, audio. The, 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 I like it. Yes. <laughs> it's got a bunch of lines. Oh, it's and it's got the best bad guy, Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Who was oh, the yeah. bad guy in RoboCop and the bad guy. In in Total Recall, Total Recall. I mean yeah. that's pretty and awesome. He, I think he and his passed two away de- er, like the early life, not too long after those films. Oh, did he really? I mean, you bad. didn't see him again. I mean, Beverly Hills Cop as well for him. Yeah, uh, he, he was, was probably awesome. still but alive. The two deaths, well, the death in the way because he wasn't any. The death in RoboCop <laughs> and the death in, in Total Recall. <laughs> as far as those are both eighties movies, aren't they? Or they're or yes. early nineties? No, eighties, right? Are two of the best deaths of the eighties. The Total Recall is the best. Total Recall is a great flick. Yeah, oh, the phenomenal. death of him 
is the best the with first, the eyes bulging. The yeah, the first one. The yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert for yeah, those of you that haven't seen it. Love it. More Arnie yeah. movies. I love it. Dogmatica. You know, when it comes to uh, being so handsome and so strong, how do you only weigh 145 pounds? I weigh 157 pounds. And do tell, you really? Tell, tell yeah. Peter Solid Nine. How much do you weigh right now? You're looking all skinny too. I'm 163. Tell Peter Solid oh, Nine yes. like how you stay so good looking. Um. What? <laughs> Peter Solid Nine is all about being good looking. So. Oh, he's so damn good looking. He he listens to the podcast, but he's off of Facebook. Peter, sounds like your lady caught you liking too many other pictures of other ladies on uh, Facebook. And why am I so damn good looking? You're not. Yeah. (laughs) Why is my Why is my jump shot only got me two inches off the ground? Because you're so damn good looking, you got too much spray tan on. All right. I I, I don't eat. (laughs) We love you, buddy. We still love you. We're ready for all your questions. We love giving you shit the most. Sorry. I don't eat. I don't sleep. (laughs) I work. Way too hard, and I rarely shave. But other, that, than, that, that, that's but the other key. than that, everything's perfect. No, you guys I mean, that, look that's, so skinny. Hey, you you want to you want to look good? I'm joining the health club yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally went to a health club today and got the tour. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I went over to the Lakeshore, got the tour at six thirty four, and I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm, 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 really, I'm awesome. coming. I really. Uh, that that'll be seven hundred dollars yeah. a month. Thank you. It's cheaper and, than that, um, but I was like, where's the restaurant? Yeah, how much would yeah, it cost? Enough, with, enough with the gym and barbells. Yeah. What, how many <laughs> restaurants you got here? You got any, uh, you got any vending machines? <laughs> <laughs> how much if I just take the tour? Every Do you have an ice cream bar? Yeah, yeah, Do you have an ice cream bar here? I will join your club. There's a big parking lot. Do food trucks ever come here? <laughs> <laughs> food trucks? <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm going to get a food truck and I'm park it in a fucking athletic parking lot. I'm joining this club. You're going to make some cash. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, we love you. Hey, let's get a, yeah. let's get a knuckle pump. Absolutely. Good to have you there, Charlie. Thanks, Osir, boys. Dogmatica, always dropping knowledge. Uh, and Houdini, man, it's awesome for you guys to just know so much about this dynasty. And as you guys can tell, we're not going to... Just all of a sudden focus and put too much, uh, you know. Everything is about dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> but people are asking for it. It's, it's, uh, we can own this. There's not much really good mind share out there about, about it. So we want to, you know, start catering to it because it's an awesome thing. Last thing we're, we're going to say, and it's been nice. We haven't really done any pyro promo edge too much other than Facebook earlier because we've been having so much fun. But our draft kit is out. Buy the thing. I think we sold more draft kits this morning than any other day since we launched it. Awesome. That's awesome. We're going to be re-releasing. It's probably going to be Monday because uh, me and Dog got some meetings to do and we got to wrap up some pros and cons. And Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. It's going to be Monday, Sunday Monday. or Monday. It's probably, it's, I'd say it's going to be Monday. Probably Monday. End of day Monday. I think we can hit that with what we've got to do into okay. it. Um, so end of day Monday, we'll probably be doing version three of the Pyro uh, 2014 Fantasy Football Draft Kit. Uh, I think it'll probably be a couple weeks before version 4 goes comes out. But that version is going to be airtight. It's going to have your draft strategy, which is now up on the site. Mine will be done by then. All of our updated tiers, version All 3. Bus, oh, sweet, yeah, Dogmatica rocked out. 300 yards of passing games. 100 yard running games. The whole the fucking thing slew is the, of all Everything's going to be fun. The new version of people that are buying it now, bundled within that package, is an on is a web version. So people, I got an email from uh, Kosala Kosovis or whatever today. Uh, Coast Coast, I like to call him, and he's like, "Man, I'm on my Samsung, uh, you know, G4 Couscous, whatever. Yeah. I'm on my and I, I can't I can't open Excel. Can I check out the the web version of this?" And uh, I said, "Sent." 
Yeah, that thing's in there. So if you're online or you're on a, a, an app that can't open it up, you can go check this, this, this draft kit online. And then on, on the flip side of that, you can open up PDFs of this draft kit. Buy this thing. You'll get every version subsequently. We love it's so you. Cheap. It's 15 bucks for ridiculous. a championship. The, the work we put into it is ridiculous. We love you. Times get the shit starting up, guys. We do it all off season. We do it all off season. It's a little bit. We do it so all off season. Not because I have to piss with Now it's happening. So and training camps are are live now, baby. It's happening, man. We are here. So thanks for listening to us all off season. And Wilson's gonna leave you with something you got. And stay tuned a little bit after for a little bit of more Arnold for you. Pick it.